The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled, we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise, please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tokusatsu podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu. Fuck you, Jay. Anyways, uh, I do. I don't know, I just felt like saying that today. I I deserve it. So, you know how I said last time that Kiva certainly was a show that Inoue wrote? Well, this is also a show that Inoue wrote. I can't deny that fucking fact. Holy fucking shit. So, Jay! Yes. Please tell us, what are we doing today? What what is this? What, What is all this? We are finally, after... Many, many, many months of waiting and experiencing in the... the Experiencing is basically the only word I can use. Avataro Sentai Don Brothers. The great return of the magnificent magnificent psychopath Toshiki Inoue. Oh, God, is it? (laughs) Oh, God, is it fucking ever. Um... So this is going to be kind of hard to talk about because this show is basically in a way saying, fuck you. And it's, it's a great thing. It's a great, it's actually in a good way. Not like Kiva. This is literally Inoue without Toei give, putting the leash on him. This is unleashed, full creative control, Toshiki Inoue. Oh no, if it was full creative control, I think it would have been way, 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 you way, way more You know what, here's the thing, let's... I, I, I think there was a bit of No, no let's just put it this here. way. It is basically uh, Shinichiro uh, Shirakura and Toshiki Inoue basically getting drunk off their asses and also having a coke party and also letting Kohei Murakami mm-hmm. join in and say, you know what, let's have fun. Well, Jay, what is, as much as you can try, <laughs> what is the plot? Well, uh, <laughs> where the hell do I begin? Where okay. where the hell did where the hell did Onoe begin? <laughs> okay, so so in another layer of dimension, I think, or a parallel universe, uh, there were a race of beings called the Noto, which were life forms that fed on humanity's emotions and memories, or their brains, essentially, I guess. I, I, re- I ha- my sub said brainwaves. My subs it, also it, said cerebrans. Well, that, yeah. that's not the that's not actually what they were called. That's a that's an that's overtime. an overtimeism. Oh. Yeah, let's Jinx. just say yeah. these are the brain people, and they liked um, being stimulated. I guess via brainwaves. I guess kind of. Are they kind of fed off that? Out of yeah. something. Pretty much. And they're. Due to reasons that we'll get into a little bit way later on, there I think they were the ruling party, or they were just like the elite. But in a, a clan known as the Dawn Clan, were betrayed and executed, save for the one son, Momoitaro, the hero of legend, who was cast out to the human world to live as a human. Uh, flash forward to present day, and. The Noto are still wreaking havoc on humanity. Uh, meanwhile, there are entities called Hitotsuki, which are 
humans driven mad and by their desires and obsessions and become monsters. To combat them, there is the Dawn Brothers system, where individuals who have either seen past the layer of reality that the Noto obscure humanity with, or have otherwise fallen victim to mel... I don't want to say malady, because that's not a, the right word, but like... They, they fa- said greed. Who have fallen into their own particular issues are... It's essentially a remedial program allowing individuals who have had bad things happen to them to fight and work off their their punishment, essentially, and return back to normal society. Uh, that is That is the best way i can explain it uh they the son of the dawn clan momoitaro has become their leader and he leads the individual dawn brothers to their own specific goals uh, that is that is the most coherent way i can explain this show because that premise itself is barely relevant but that's that's probably the best way i can explain the show is four individuals who have all had negative things happen to them join forces with the pinnacle of humanity and a beyond to keep humanity safe from both individuals that want to prey on us and our own selfish desires was it really a remedial program i'd say remedial program is just like at most the most coherent thing we can actually say about this because at the end of the day it is not even that because like technically because i was gonna say technically None of them did anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, Haruka didn't do she anything was a wrong. Well, that's again, that's that's again, I, that's that's not a particularly good way to explain it. But every single member of the team, except for Shinichi, I think, unless I missed an episode, uh, which is entirely possible. Don't worry, you know he did too. Uh, every single member of the team saw beyond the illusion that the the Noto had cast and kind of figured out what the hell is going on. And because of that, they have had something negative happen to them. Haruka got accused of plagiarism. Uh, Subasa oh my God. obviously got his girlfriend kidnapped. And uh, Sugiyoshi has mental issues, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, and so by fighting for the Don brothers, they can... Essentially, they they essentially get good boy points and can cash it in to fix their own fuck ups more or less. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. But again, like even that premise does not really explain Don Brothers. But can you really explain this show? Is the question. Not really. Yes. But you need to get me a lot of crack and Toshikino in the line. You also <laughs> you also need a lot of booze and a lot of just watch the damn show. I don't know. Well, we did. It's I, I hope I, we did. I didn't. Why why do you, why would I ever I, watch something so I don't I don't think we I honestly we might have all had a fucking hallucination. That's what the show honestly, felt like. I watched something completely different than, help. than what you guys are talking about. Every I mean, copy of Don Brothers is personalized. At this rate, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You're not so, even okay. you're not even wrong about comparing it to Hallucination. I think from like episode ten onwards, every single week, I think the phrase mass hallucination would trend whenever an episode would end. Every so everybody <laughs> consistently referred to it as 
a 30 minute group hallucination every week. <laughs> I I think that's probably the best way to explain Don Brothers. So what we're going to have to do we're we're going to have to do our best here cuz the the plot what fucking plot, dude? There is no fucking plot here. You can try and pretend there is, but there is no plot it's here. It's interesting because like initially when the show was first announced like for the press conference like the best way I could describe it then, even now, is that it is oddly, it oddly explains everything, but also explains nothing. And at the same time, after watching this show, there is somewhat of a plot, but there's also no plot whatsoever. It just kind of happened. Mm. So what we'll do is what we usually do is go from the characters, because I think the characters are going to help us do this a lot better. So let's start with Momoitaro. He's <laughs> Mo- Momoitaro, professional he's women. He's a fucking dispenser. asshole sometimes, and other times he's not. Momoitaro, he's Momoitaro. What else do you want to know about him? He's cocky. He's arrogant. He he's... cannot lie. He is loud. He he's, delivers happiness also... to everyone. Exactly. He's also that one person who is willing to drop everything for his own well-being just to help somebody else clean the floor. And he puts so much effort into it that everybody hates him because of that. And yet, there's something about him that we all love. Which is kind of weird because it felt like they were dropping that more and more as the series went on. Where it's just like, he's willing to help just any old schlub on the street. And then I know where it's just like... Uh, go fuck yourself. I don't want to. Yeah, but it, less opportunities started coming yeah. up for it. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Eh, I, I mean, say beyond, that. like, the Monsters of the Week specifically, uh, rarely, like, I mean, he's basically stopped doing his job every now and then. He only really started doing his job, like, for comedy purposes, so. And he was so committed to that job at the beginning. Then I know where he's just like, oh, fuck this. Hey, there are actually two episodes that have to go oh, that go back to back that involve his job. But um, Momo Itaro, he is the perfect person. And he is so perfect that everybody hates him. But I'm, I know that sounds like a Mary Sue almost. And to be fair, he is, but it's not a bad thing. He is, but one, it's deliberate. Two, it's a comedy. And three, him being so perfect is literally a problem in the narrative. Like, like yeah. liter- literally part of his arc is that he is too perfect. I, um, so that's actually that's actually funny, though. That's something that I caught on really fucking fast when I was starting to watch the show. It's like, oh, so this is what happens if a smart person wrote Daigo. Yeah, he's perfect, but nobody fucking likes him. See, yeah. that's, exactly. that's the interesting thing. Like, nobody fucking likes this guy because he's just that perfect. That wow! Who would have thought that Toshiki Inoue would have been the guy to have to show somebody how to write Daigo? Fucking ace! We said, we, but we did say. Well, we did say it's. Jay even said it, it's deliberate that he's supposed to be this. Yes, perfect. that's what I'm saying. Th- that. That's the thing. Most of the time, that's a big problem with a lot of Sentai's, and that's one thing I know AJ harps on all the time. That the red rain, that red is always the one who's supposed to be perfect and lovable and and loved by everybody, even though he's a giant asshole. But in this show, it explains it. it uh, there's a reason to it. It's established. But yeah, Marmoli uh, Taro is such a gigantic prick. He wraps around being just so amazing and entertaining. His actor is 
his actor is really good. He's he's both very subdued and flat, and also incredibly psychotic and manic. And he can f- flip that on a dime, basically. And it's it's really impressive. But uh, see, I I put it both to the writing and the acting. It is very impressive for them to be able to take some of the things that, let's be honest, let's be honest, in any other show, we would be in here saying, that was fucking bullshit. But in this show, it's like, there's something about it where I'm like, I, I can't get mad about it. I I don't I don't hate this guy. I can't hate this guy. Yeah, he's a dick, but I can't hate him. Like, it's weird. You know, it's, it's almost like Tendo, where it's like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole, but I like he's you. He's a likable asshole. Sure, but... He- He's a dick to everybody equally, even his own sidekicks. And I'm not going to say his teammates, because they are his They're sidekicks. sidekicks. His he, he blatantly refers to them as his sidekicks, more or less. Dude, I miss, I, miss when like, he, I miss when he beat the shit out of them. Oh. Me too. That was, that was so much fun in the early show, where they're like... They're trying to suck up to him and swear they're loyal to them, and he's just trying to kick their ass because he's crazy. I kind of wish they kept that. I kind of wish they kept that. I mean, obviously, it would have gone old. He still does to a degree. Like he'll still hit the other ones. He'll still like force them to do things or beat them up or attack them. Like I know Mm -hmm. he fucking drop kicked Inu brother at like. (laughs) Yes, he fucking did. (laughs) No, what was that? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it after he got a? the the gold power up where like he shot missiles and like he's posing in the fr- in the foreground and all his fucking teammates are dodging the missiles in the yes. background. I think like, that what was, the fuck? I think that was yeah. the power up one. Yes. Like they're just like what the fuck, bro. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. In any other show, any other show, like let's take for example the most obvious one, Kyoryuger. And in in that show, I would have fucking hated this. I I would have despised it and it would have been fucking shit because, let's be honest, a lesser writer wrote that. And yeah. in this show, uh, I'm I'm gonna be fucking honest, man. You know what? He knows what he's fucking doing with asshole characters. He's written them for this long, so his he entire knew what career's he was been built on them. He he wrote Kaixa, and people like that he guy. Wrote guy so he know he he knows what he's doing when it comes to asshole characters, and I think he knows how to nuance it in just a way where yeah, he is a dick, but he's not a bad guy. Like he's not a no. bad person to anybody. Like. He will still come around every once in a while saying, and and I think that's what makes those scenes more poignant where it's like, they're so far between where he'll actually say like, Hey, you know what? Good job. Or, uh, yeah, I I wanted you guys to be here. Please do this for me. You know, like they're so far in between. That's like, it makes it, it makes those scenes better. If anything, Mm. if it was just like, Oh, he just learns his lesson one day and changes. Like that wouldn't have been as nearly as fun. And I don't know where you would have gone with that character afterwards. I do like that is that uh, his ultimate story arc is, for starters, learning how not to be a dick to people and make friends. But also, like, because, again, he starts off as this perfect bastion of humanity, but everybody hates him because he's just so perfect. He constantly butts into people's lives. And part of his arc and part of him teaming up with the Don Brothers is learning to, like, one, have emotions and not be like that. And... I like that. It's him being a dick is just because he's like a weirdo sheltered. He's not even really human. Technically, he's a, from another fucking dimension, which also explains <laughs> yeah. it. And I like it, that. It's uh, weird. Yeah, I liked his arc was really good, um, even though his change was relatively subtle. And even then, you can still see it like in the early show where, uh, like we said, he'll he'll just be off doing something like he'll be doing his job and then just 
for no particular reason, he'll like, oh, I've made, I formed a great bond with you. And he'll start like cleaning people's houses or doing their chores. And just because, just because he's there and, you mm. uh, I liked that about him. It was good. He was really, tr- he, he wasn't like, he wasn't an asshole and not like trying to improve. He was an asshole, but actively trying to improve. It's just that he didn't understand. I think that's he didn't the know best how to do it. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny about that though. And this is not an insult to the show, but because the rest of the show is so bonkersville bullshit, batshit crazy, his subtle change can, I feel like his subtle change is going to go over a lot of people's heads because mm. it almost did for me too. From like, He's not the same. Like obviously, like I picked up on it, but like for some, for like someone else who's maybe just passingly, like just passively watching the show, they probably will just not notice it at all and think he's just a complete douchebag now. Like, oh, why is he just an asshole now to everybody? Like, no emotions. Yeah. Like, but I like that. I like that he's that subtle. That that subtle of a change is allowed to be in a show where let's be fucking honest, nothing is yeah, subtle like, in this I show. Think, no, I think it's really interesting because like I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, in terms of Don Momotaro's character, it's... He's, I guess, a dynamic character, yet also a static character, if that makes sense. He's dynamically yeah, it's, static! It's weird, because just, like, yeah, it's very subtle in terms of changes, and, like, near, like if you actually sit down and think about it, it's like, no, wait. He's definitely not the same person from, like, the beginning of the show. But also, at the same time, he never actually loses, like, said flair, or, like, said personality, or, like, said dynamic personality. Of just who the heck uh, Mom- uh, like Momoi Taro is at the end of the day. It's kind of weird. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I like that uh, he never like loses any traits. They get a little more subdued, but they're never like gone. Like uh, his thing about like part of him being so blunt and asshole is that he just can't lie. And a consistent running joke is that him attempting to lie just straight up will kill him. Which becomes funny in the later show once the the team's gotten so used to it where they know that he's bullshitting them <laughs> when he dies trying to say something. He's Which dead! Is, yeah! <laughs> there's, there's a scene in the, uh, the second to last episode where he's just like, he's trying to not say to the team that he likes them and wants them around, but he collapses dead on the ground and everybody's like, hooray, he's dead! Woo! Yeah! Woo! He's, he's dead! dead. <laughs> And I li- I like that. That's a fun running joke, and it, they don't use it enough where it gets tiring. But they keep bringing it up at the perfect moments. Usually, it's like for Shenan- like a there's an episode midway through with the where, uh, um, con artist. No, um, not that one because that um, wasn't a Momoi Taro the, episode. The fake uh, the fake son, I think. Yes, yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Where. Uh, this woman thinks Taro is her son, and so he has to act to pretend to be that. But because even so much as acting will kill him, they the others have to do like a weekend at Bernie's type of thing with him and prevent him from accidentally dying while doing the bit. And I like that. And it's, <laughs> they they use that joke well, but they don't overuse it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> And this is going to go back to something we were saying, what I was saying earlier. In a lesser writer's hands, that joke would have been done like five times in one episode. It would just kept coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up. But I think Inoue, and I'm, I'm going to sing Inoue's praises a lot with this show, I'll be honest. 
with the no way, like he just understands. Okay, if I keep bringing this up, it's gonna get really fucking annoying really fucking fast. So I'm gonna wait. And honestly, every time it happens, it actually catches me off guard too. Like, let's go to the con men episode, right? Where he has to act or like where he has to act around them. The fact that the way <laughs> the comment finally just says fuck it is him literally dying in front of him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I can't stop. I, I'm laughing. I, I, I'm not going to fucking lie. I laughed. This is hilarious. What about how every, how, especially early on, every time he would enter a battle, he would come in with a procession of dancers and pole holders and he would just, and he would just wail, ha! I'm so glad he cut out. <laughs> I'm so fuck. I love every single time when Phil cuts Damn out it! because he's about to scream. Thank goodness. I so know, good. right? It, it, like, it, you know what? Discord's trying own, to save it's us. It's a joke. Um, to be fair, as much as I like that, I'm pretty sure that was a pain in the fucking ass to keep setting up. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure that was probably a budget drain getting that. I mean, I know the bike was obviously yeah. CG, but like having the actors and the palanquin and having Taro on there and getting everything composited and doing all that in like a week's time. Like, yeah, I, I can see why they dropped it after a couple of episodes. Wait a minute. Palanquin penguin. Uh, Oh oh my God. Uh, It's all connected. The the penguin was the cart. Oh Oh, God. Uh, We'll get, we'll get to that. I I appreciate, I appreciate just like even the visual gags, like especially with Momoi Taro, like when he was sick, for example, Mm. like, even the palin like even the palanquins also like dead. Yeah, they're they're sick. Like some of them are like half dressed. They're looking at their phone. They're not really like caring. She's in this fucking bed with a goddamn blanket. <laughs> Jonathan, that's me. But see, that's the thing. Like a, a lot of the a lot. I mean, we'll we'll get more into it as we go along. But a lot of the comedy in the show is it's just fucking good, dude. Like rarely is there a joke that does not land for me. Especially on the visual side of it, where I'm just like, man, you know what? You had your, I think you had your finger in every pie of the of the production, and I'm glad for it. Mm. Um, but I think that's everything we need to say about Don Momoi. Because again, he's not like this deep, ultra layered character. But that's the thing; he doesn't need to be. Oh, really. no. He doesn't have to be. He's good. He is. He is good the way he. He's like rice, you know. He's Honestly, like rice. No, nobody in this show is really particularly deep or layered. Well, except but Kiji, think... but he's just deep in the fucking schizo sauce. <laughs> oh, well, we'll yeah. We'll talk about him in a moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nobody's t- particularly deep in that they're, like, so, like, dramatically written, or they've got a lot of layers to the character, or they're complex. But that doesn't mean that they're badly written. It's just, that's not the type of show this is. You know, we don't we don't need three paragraphs or the backstory for a goofy fucking slapstick show. That's mm-hmm. That's fine. It's fine that the characters are, at the end of the day, kind of flat in terms of their actual characters because their characters aren't inherently the point. It's the way they react to the comedy and the things that are well, going on. And, and see, I'd argue that let's, let's and I'm not I'm not going to say like they are just one note, but let's use that phrase right. Even if they're one note, and I'm going to sound all poetic and bullshitty here, they're all pretty much put being put together to play a song. This is an ensemble. This show is an ensemble piece at the like, end of the day. This is not really just the story of Don Momotaro or the story of Oni Sister. This is all of their story and being put all together. Taking one of them out would just be fucking terrifying. It just it would just yeah, ruin the show. It's it's an ensemble. You need mm-hmm. all of them there to play the song. And that's why I'm okay with them not having like this super deep fucking 
fucking uh, Jacob's Ladder bullshit kind of Vanny Nights thing going on with their characters. I'm okay with that because you don't need to. You really don't when all of them are usually together anyways, and they all usually mesh really, really well. Yeah, like, basically, the main thing, like, I'd say for this season in particular, in particular is that you're here mainly for, like, the character interactions. Like, instead of, like, having, a, <laughs> yes, like, a sensei, like, I don't know, really deep, that's really deep with uh, character mm-hmm. development, say, like, Gokaiger, Jetman, or, um, like, Shinkenger. Wecker. Yes, because Wecker <laughs> is the best show ever, and I will forever see that because you too, everyone, should go watch Wecker. Anyways, oh I, I feel like something's um, going to happen for a second. I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, like... So... Yeah, you sounded fine. <laughs> I was going to say, uh... I, again, we're. I guess we're pretty much done with Don Momitaro, and I guess we just gotta go to Haruka because she's basically, for like the first ten episodes, she's basically the main character too. Pretty much, she, she was supposed to be the main character, which I mean that's fine that she kind of isn't because she's she's about as normal as everybody else. That's kind of that's the fun thing about uh, Haruka is that they set her up as being like the normal one she's the one who's like she doesn't know anything that's going on she's she is a regular person with like regular a regular job and regular career and or career idea rather because she's in high school and like a, a, she is by all accounts supposed to be the normal one she's the and then like process. three basically yeah and then like three episodes in it turns out that no she is a completely demented lunatic who is horribly self-centered and obsessed with herself and will openly and willingly get herself involved in horrible situations just for personal gain. Uh, she, uh, I like, I liked Haruka as like a, I don't care much for Haruka's individual moments, like her story arc or anything, but I liked her (laughs) as, like a reactionary uh, character, or like a straight where man, like right? s- more. Well, well, she's barely well, kind of, a straight kind of man, but I, I that more or less, yeah. But I like I not necessarily again. I where she is a straight man, but the way she reacts to events that occur or her scenarios are entertaining. But her as a character is kind of flat and not all that entertaining. Yes, I can. It's I can the way she reacts to, uh, again, not even as a straight man, but the way she reacts to other things happening that, is what makes her entertaining. Oh yeah, like the driving episode. <laughs> the driving that, one that is the one everybody points at. That episode, I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but it's every every driving episode in any show ever is apparently the best show. It's apparently the best episode. Not drive. Um, well, every every episode in Drive was a driving episode, Phil. Shut the fuck up. Well, it's funny because uh, the Drive episode was the Time Ranger episode, and coincidentally, Inoue wrote the driving episode in Time Ranger. So, uh, uh, the show goes deep, Jay. It goes deep. The driving instructor also um, played by um, Gamel from Oz. Yes, he was. I yes, he was. Fuck, oh, my God. He looks so familiar. I, knew, I fucking knew it. Um... No, honestly, look, I I like Haruka. I think she's fine. Um, I think 
her reactions to shit when she goes full schizo mode is really hilarious. Like, mm. anytime she goes full schizo... I mean, shit. How many times did she just decide to just throw her hands up in the air, make a funny face, and just go, fuck it. I'm going to just... I don't even care anymore. I don't care. I hate Basically. all of this. Every, I hate everyone. Every time. I hate all of you. I'm leaving. It's, it's She's great. She's great. I like, I like her... Again, she's not particularly deep, but I like her. She's she adds to the team in a good way. Um, yes, and I'll I'll also say this that I'm glad that out of everybody, she's the one that's the primary duh recipient of slapstick humor. Because <laughs> you're just glad that she gets beaten. Well, I'm not saying it like that. Uh, hey, you know what? You know what? I will give it no way. This I will give it no way. This. The women beatings in this show were to a minimum. <laughs> Brutally to a minimum, but a minimum. <laughs> I'll give him that much. Uh, he only got away. He, look, he only got away with the one the one woman death because he brought her back. If not, that would have been a fucking problem. <laughs> that would have been something completely. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, Haruka's fun. I like her. I like her reactions. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite episodes with her was the fucking ghost episode. I don't know why that just that just tickled my funny bone something something fierce. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. But I guess we got to go to uh, uh, what's his name again? <laughs> I just knew him as Saru. I'm not gonna lie. I know him as that's, the professor. That's, that's, I just knew him as Saru. He's kind of the weakest character because he doesn't really do much. He doesn't have a defining character well, episode outside of the con. The con artist episode, he basically is a wanderer who writes haikus right off the bat, like right off of there, and he doesn't work, but he's, he isn't, he still is interesting for some reason. I think I would agree, not necessarily in the same way that Phil explained it, but like, I definitely would say out of the core five, he's probably the weakest, mostly just because, again, other than the haiku stuff, he doesn't have a whole lot that makes him stand out. He I mean, has... money literally... I, I thought it was a joke at first, but yeah, money literally burns his fucking hand. Mm. I, they kind of, again, in like the first few episodes, they try to set him up as being like the weird one because he'll just sit there and write haikus all day and like he's so in touch with his his mind and reality that he he doesn't need to work or eat <laughs> or do anything. He's a fucking hippie. He, he can just admit... He, there at one point he comes into Haruka's class and he literally sits there and tells people if you can just if you just think about it and imagine having food you can have food and not be hungry and it, and it somehow works because of course this is a Toshiki Inoue show of course it would work I think that's uh, Shinichi's problem is that he Inoue tries to set him up as being like this really like world. Uh, like spiritual kind of a uh, weird guy, but then like any semblance of actual characters or coherency goes out the window by episode five and it just, everybody becomes the weird one. So he just doesn't have a gimmick other than the haikus. And I mean, haikus are kind of hard to write. I mean, even in no way you could tell was struggling at some point to come up with a new haiku that was relevant to the episode. So I think, I think it, Shinichi is more of a victim of the show evolving to a a higher state of being, and he just didn't really have a place in the hierarchy. 
it's not that his actor is bad. Mm. I liked his actor, and you could tell that Inoue like wanted to give him stuff because he gets a little bit near the end where he gets a pseudo rivalry with one of the uh, the Noto generals. Pseudo rivalry because it shows up basically out of nowhere and never really gets established or does anything with it other than some bickering. But you can tell like Inoue was at least trying. He he didn't he wasn't the winner of the Toshiki Inoue doesn't give a shit about you award. So he was at least given stuff and appeared in episodes and, you know, had dialogue and tried to do things. So that's the most I can say for uh, Shinichi, unfortunately, is that we'll see that that's Inoue the, at least cared yeah, about him. Well, see, that's the thing, right? Is that it, it, that, that is kind of the one of the issues that some people can have with a show like this is that it's hard to be the weird one when you're all fucking mm. insane. Like, if anything, he should have been the normal one, <laughs> if anything. He should have been, like, the one, you know, yeah, technically he is still weird. He goes around getting empty bowls of ramen for free and all this shit, F- whatever. But, like, he's still technically more normal than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, that's how to say something. Uh, but that's, I mean, again, that's it. That's really all you can say about him. So, uh. I will say one thing. That boy, I'm, th- I, you know, I'm gonna be dead honest. I was thinking hentai common at that point. He's a slenderly fit man. He is. He really is. Mm. He's a very mm-hmm. thin boy. Who do we talk about next? Because we're gonna have to really talk about the next well, two. Well, we've got, uh, we've got. Well, you know, let's go in order of appearance. There's Kijino, and then. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Who would have thought the pink? Who would have thought the pink bird would have been the fucking schizo? Uh, uh. <laughs> he went. He went so Kijino. far down the goddamn pole, bro. Sushi Kijino is a multiple award winner for Super Sentai. Uh, he is the first male pink ranger. Uh, he is the first ranger to become a monster of the week. Uh, he More has, thank you. I was about to say he is until the finale was the record holder for most times a person became a monster of the week at, well, actually, no, he is technically now tied. Cause if you count the, uh, the final stage, he became a monster in that. So four times he became a monster of the week four times. And he is the first Sentai Ranger to have borderline personality disorder. Uh, the man is the man is severely mentally ill. Uh, so they he is set up as being a wimpish. I don't want to say like dog whipped, like salary. He is a salary man male wife. the The man is a spineless wimp who is so obsessively dedicated to his wife, making his wife happy and keeping his life and relationship happy. That that's basically why he becomes a Don brother is to make my wife happy. The the man the man is dedicated to his waifu. In in a you, you got to give it to him, bro. I mean, look if you if you land a wife like that, you better fucking be dedicated. Mm. I guess. Yep. Even if she isn't, I think again his his actor's really good because he he has a very uh, he nails the character well because he has that kind of physical look to him he's got that kind of wimpy i don't even want i don't want to say beta male because that sounds mean but 
he, he looks he's like a, a nerd. nerd. He looks like a nerd. He has that kind of voice to him. And he has that kind of manic, wimpy nerd energy with his acting. And I think that really sells his decline into just abject mental despair as the show goes on. Because the man is so horribly obsessed with his wife that not only does he allow several people to get murdered because they moderately inconvenienced his wife, but he goes so far insane with his obsession, obsessive dedication with his wife that he becomes a fucking monster several times because of her. And that's, that's like scratch. I think think you're forgetting something here, Jay. I think you're forgetting something here. There was a point where he did not have his wife. He went so absolutely insane. He bought a doll for his fucking, to replace his wife and somehow schizophied himself and broke his mind to believe that that was her. The only thing that broke him out of that was the fact that his wife came home. I, I'm the, the problem is that like we can't talk about the most absolutely peak insane shit he does until we start talking about Subasa. That's the problem is that a lot of his most absolutely completely deranged shit is directly related to or in response to things that Subasa does. <laughs> I I will say. Personally, personally, if they were going to go that far with some of the skit show shit, I wish they would have just gone to 11 mm. with it. Out. I wish they had just said, fuck it, and just gone with it. Because this show already broke a lot of fucking molds and boundaries anyways. I wish they would have just allowed him to just legitimately go insane. Like, just fuck it. No, no happy ending for you. Like, basically, in no way this shit. Just no happy ending for you. Fucking go for it. I wish they would have let him go like that. I wish. I, I, maybe, maybe you know, I wanted to, and they said, no, that's too far. But well, I, I well if they like said they that was too far, far, but what actually happened in the ending was fine. That really says a lot about Shirakura's uh, priorities there. Look, look, there's no there's no murder. Cuckolding is fine. No well, murder is not. About it this way. There's also a point that even in, like, the producer's notes, uh, even, you know, I said... For like a certain plot point involving a Jiro, or like that comes down later, he says like, I didn't want to do this, this is way too far. And then in that case, it makes you wonder like, how far was he actually, or how far is too far for him in this case? That is a good, that is a good point. Well, is, uh, well for starters, if you know is saying it's too far, you know it's got to be screwed up. But, oh boy, I, I don't really know, because at the same time, like, even when he's in like, peak schizo mode like borderline reaching kaiza levels of insane he's still like able to work with the other team members and the very least act like a responsible member of society to some degree even though he's a total weirdo creep at points so i don't honestly i think if he just went completely like pants on head insane I don't th- I don't think the show would have been able to work because then he wouldn't be able to be there. He'd just be he'd be like there in the fucking corner frothing at the mouth while he's transformed. So, yeah, but why not? I mean, yeah, 
This show doesn't have a plot to to convene to not to be inconvenienced. I by mean, that. sure, but it's still a Sentai, and if you have one of your members in the fucking corner rocking back and forth with a yeah. severed head, it, it yeah, I, it yeah. doesn't work like that. It, it doesn't. No. Why not? Because that's not. This is Don Brothers. Fuck you. Listen, even Don Brothers has some degree of consistency. No, no, it, we shouldn't. The one thing that this show could have done more. I wish the show would have gotten even more insane. I wanted the show to go full on super duper hero Tyson schizo mode. And Kiji would have been the one to do it with. I would not have minded if he went full Michi frothing at the mouth like a rabid dog in the corner. That would have been amazing. Yeah, but that would have been awesome, actually. I would have loved it this would show. Have been, it would have been awesome, but it wouldn't have fit in with the tone of the show. I mean, it would have, but it would have yeah, been, it would have, it would have been annoying. It would have just been it would have been obnoxious. I think is the best way to say. Well, it. see, I'm not saying like that's the thing. I'm not saying that you do it. You do it from like word go. Obviously, you do make it subtle, and obviously, you make it a long running thing to where eventually he does get to that point. You know, he he starts off going a little crazy, but he can still function with the team, and slowly but surely, he gets he gets more and more insane. It's simple. This is very simple. All of this is very but simple. But that's that's what ha- that's already like what happens. You you just yeah, want him to be like insane. committed to a psych yeah. ward, strapped to a fucking yes. table level. Yes, I do. <laughs> I want him to be like Macho Man in that one in that one uh, Slim Jim's like spice <laughs> I want that. I want that. That's not the Except Macho Man Miho bit I thought you were gonna bring up, but you know what? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and then it's just over and over, it's just Miho over and over again. That that you know what? That would have been peak comedy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like been. I feel like going that far would have just been like the character is unsalvageable at this point. L- That's fine. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. It is, is it though? I don't. I, I mean, you. Yeah, actually, you I don't really is. care. No. Look! 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 If the only reason it's not is because there's another Sentai coming after this. If this was the last Sentai ever made, I don't think anybody would mind at that. Uh, I really don't, I don't think so. I don't, uh, I can't 100% agree. I, I think if he went, like, flaying open his neighbors and shrieking at the top of his lungs about his wife while... <laughs> All right, flaying... Okay, like, like actually that's, ripping people open? That's something else, that's, dude. That's the kind of level of insane you seem to want. I, no, no, no. I want, I want like, banging his head on the wall while his, like... Like, he just looks at the picture of his wife. No, like, he has, like, a, like a cutout of his wife on the doll or something. You know, you I know want what? That I'm surprised he didn't do that. Honestly, I know, right? Maybe that would have been too creepy. Probably, probably would have uh, been see, a little like, too creepy. I, I, look, look, I don't want, I don't want rape and murder. I just want banging head against the wall. <sighs> hey, if we're gonna That's go, what if I we're want. gonna go all out crazy with the doll, pull Phantom of the Opera, and have him have a life size mannequin that looks like Miho, and then well, it, there's like very I don't bad... think they could have gotten those in Japan without it being very obvious what I, that I doll is. Like exactly. Case, That's been, what I'm saying. Well, I feel like in that case, yeah. it would have been a little too real close to hit close to home and not be as funny as it would be. Probably. But again, I would have just liked to see it go full. Sc- I'm okay with the way it is now. Like, that's the thing. I'm not I'm not saying that what we have now is bad. Mm. I just would ra- I would love to see full on skits. You know what? Maybe we'll get that for the novel. <laughs> Thanks, oh, no that's way. right. We're getting a uh, novel. Well, wait, no, because like I thought the thing is like with the uh, Don Brothers especially, I thought we were getting. Well, first off, I know we're getting the um, the Zenkai and Don Bros uh, crossover. Don Bros portion is apparently being penned by Inoue himself again, and also mm. the 
Uh, Finale also has a director's cut apparently coming, so apparently more content incoming, I guess. So, mm. are, are we getting a novel? I don't know. Uh, I don't think Sentai have ever gotten novels, but now would be the time to start, I suppose. I thought Jetman did. Jet, didn't Jetman get like a light Jetman got a manga technically unless there was a light no, novel. it had a novel didn't it yeah didn't it had the one where they were all it, trying isn't, to screw isn't each the other? isn't isn't the novel yeah isn't the novel where they all had like the orgy i think so I, yeah so it would have been a novel no. i know there's a manga <laughs> where there's a green ranger and then yeah. radigay comes back from the dead because fuck you uh <laughs> um <laughs> but like i said like it Overall, I don't mind Kiji and how he is right now. I really like Kiji and how he is right now. I think it's just the sick fucking me wanting to see him go full schizo mode. I, I would have just, I would have been, that would have been, I don't know what that says about me, but that would have been fucking hilarious. I feel like if this had been aimed towards the, like the age demographic for the writer audience, I think we could have gotten something like that. But because of it being Sentai, the Sentai age demographic, they had to, they were like, okay, we can go crazy, but we can't go too crazy. I wonder what I wonder what the show would have looked like if Inoue wrote this for the same audience that he that uh, Akiba Ranger was for. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy oh fucking no. shit! This show would have been fucking damn, I, bro. I don't. I don't think the show would have been watchable if he didn't have to at least make this for children. Uh, watchable in the sense of editing, or watchable in the sense of content. Both. Both. He just he for an entire episode he just has fucking Don Mamitaro watch Life Leaves. It'd, it'd be like trying to watch a fucking House of Leaves. It it is it is incomprehensible. It would be I, to anybody that isn't him. I'm sure if this was like the the Akiba Ranger audience, there'd probably be an episode that was just. Momuitaro sitting at the table fucking eating Dongo for 30 minutes. If he could, I'm sure he would do an episode like that. You, oh my god. You know what? I know the show's over, but Toei, if you're listening to this, get this done. Oh my god. It would ruin all of their careers for how stupid it would go. Um anyway. No, you know what? I think at this point it would be it would be praised and it would it would make bank if they did that. You think so? I think so. I think if oh. if they did it when Don Brothers was new, no. Now, absolutely it would. I would have... Oh, oh, I would have loved that. Mm. I would be loving that. Anyways, so I guess we have to talk about the reason that the Pink Ranger went full fucking schizo. Inui. And, uh... Yeah. Inuzuka Tsubasa. Jay? Uh... I don't know... I'm kind of surprised at what happened with uh, Subasa because you have when the the first character notes came out, we had like the the character synopsis. We had Momoitaro, who is you know as we discussed. We had Haruka, who is a high school manga artist. You had Shinichi, a weirdo haiku maker. Uh, Kijino, a random salary man, and then we have Subasa, who is. An escaped convict on the run for murder that he allegedly didn't commit, and everybody reads that and they're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, Inoue, you can't, you cannot resist yourself," and <laughs> you can't keep getting away with every, this. Everybody was just like, "This is going to be the most Inoue character that he has ever written." Everybody was just like, "This guy is going to be 
black condor too essentially was the again and because he's black obviously and then i don't fucking know how but through sheer force of luck will and just comparison to everybody else subasa is the only normal character in this show he's somehow jay you 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 know how you know he's the most normal character do you know how how? He resisted a misunderstanding. He did. He unironically, in a Toshiki Inoue show, resisted a misunderstanding. What the fuck? Like, that caught me so off guard when that happened. Mm. Where it's like, oh, are they just trying to get the money? Nah, that can't be it. Oh, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. This isn't Inoue anymore, bro. What the fuck happened? He resisted it. Tsubasa like, is the only one with any <gasps> any sense of... Honestly, even, even compared to Inoue's other protagonists, like he's the only protagonist that I can think of that Inoue has written that has any degree of common sense. He, like The most obvious shit, and then Tsubasa would be like, okay, well, obviously I'm not going to do that, or obviously I'm going to do this instead. And, and then even then, a lot of times, like he still gets wrapped up into stupid shit because he's a little gullible. He's, he is also much like Subasa, a slave to love, uh, <laughs> much, much to a, uh, unfortunate Subasa like Subasa. Mm. Uh, and so he'll definitely get wrapped into like stupid shit. If he gets convinced, like, uh, like the one where his like friend or like a, a guy he just related to, uh, like, was looking for like like to patch up things with his girlfriend or something. I forget. Oh what yeah, it was. basically oh, yeah. he went like he's <laughs> theater kid mode. He was well. That's that is the thing is that he's a theater kid. Uh, he is an actor. Uh, that's the funny thing too is that like again like yeah like uh some theater kid is trying to look to get hook up a girl so like he'll dress up like a a Dragon Quest devil and run around the street like a jackass. I was or, a theater uh, kid. We never did that. Not yet. Well, you just you weren't trying hard enough then, I guess. Honestly, you know what the funniest part about that little bit was, Jay? Was that even though he was looking for Natsumi the whole time, as he was running down the street, he was still making the fucking little devil noises. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, wait, why is he still making the noises? He's, you know what? He's in character. That's a theater kid. You stay in I, character until you're I told just, not to. I just love it, too, because he's just like, he's running down the street, and like there's this like, saddish music. He's like, Natsumi, Natsumi, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Like, what the fuck is this? But yeah, like... Honestly, to a degree where at some points he kind of becomes a doormat of not wanting to get into misunderstandings. Like, there's an episode where, due to shenanigans, the others think that somebody else is the Black Ranger. Oh my god, so, I hated so that I need, one. To, I need to set this up, is that for, just because of, due to a combination of shenanigans, sheer coincidence, uh, Subasa willingly saying, I don't give a shit, and not getting into the fights, and because it's funny the gang never figures out that Subasa is the black ranger until like the very end of the show and by accident even after they figure it out every single time he shows he's either showing up already transformed he's already in the fight before everybody else shows up he will have ignored what was going on like at one point where uh Sonui one of the generals calls the rangers 
to summon them to a big battle and he's just like i don't fucking care i've got better things to do and he just doesn't go and then you get stuff like uh and just again sheer it's not even like he's not interacting with the gang there are multiple times throughout the show from the fir- like the first episode or so to the end before he gets revealed that he's hanging out with the cast he's in their little secret base he's interacting with them he's getting involved in their shenanigans and as far as i'm aware he knows that they're the don brothers or at the very least he never questions it when he like sees them transform because i know he at least sees momoitara transform and i'm pretty sure he knows that kijino is uh one of these pink I don't think he does. No, he. Not I, until... I. I don't think. I think him and Kijino are the last ones to really under like figure out who each other are. I think up to that point they were just like you know friendly, mm. which is honestly the way their friendship came about was even weirder. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, he is just nobody knows who he is. So throughout the entire show, and they only find he out... is a piapple with no name. Yes. And honestly, the way they find out who he is is the funniest fucking thing, too, because he just shows up like, like he's getting a there was there was some bullshit like um, Kijino was having like another mental breakdown or whatever, and they were fighting. And then the monster of the week showed up. So he's there and he transforms with the rest of them. And like the, he's he's not transformed when the others show up and they all transform together and nobody like notices or pays attention to him. Until literally the next day when Haruka wakes up and he's like, wait a fucking minute. He was black? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that, too. Because, like, everything... Because it was one of those things where, like, everything was fucking happening and nobody could pay attention. <laughs> so, like, this mind-altering revelation is like, oh, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> he's... What the fuck? That w- yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good. So, back to where I was going with my point. Subasa kind of becomes a bit of a doormat too at some points where like his him being so adverse to getting involved with misunderstandings and just like letting shit go leads to him becoming a bit of a doormat where the specific example I was going to use was due to shenanigans occurring the rest of the team thinks (laughs) that some other guy is the Black Ranger Partly due to because he loses like the the stupid sunglasses thing that lets them see the monsters and parts uh, partially transform as well. But then the other half is like even after knowing that the guy does it, he's just, he doesn't like he's not worried that he lost the glasses. He's not worried that he's not a Don brother anymore. He's just like ah, whatever. It's not my fucking problem anymore. That's cool. And even despite everything else that happens throughout that episode with what happens to the guy, he kind of just doesn't really care. And he only becomes a Don Ruther again because he kind of just doesn't have any other choice. And, like, the funny thing, too, is that, like, not up until the very end of the show, once he joins the team, does he have any idea about any of the bullshit that's going on behind the scenes. Like, the he barely knows what the Noto are. He barely knows what the Juto are beyond his own personal involvement. He doesn't know any of, like, the deep lore shit. He doesn't know about, like, the Don Brothers system or how the points work. I mean, not that they ever explain how the fucking point, points work. He's just... <laughs> to be fair, I just kind of assumed the more monsters you kill, well, the more points no, you get. Like, I, I remember them explaining a while back near the beginning. It's like, the more you help out uh, Momo Itano, or, like, the more you, I guess, bond with him, the more points you get. 
So, mm. yeah. Oh, it's fucking Pokemon. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, like, he's just not there for majority of the things that go on. And I lay, I fucking loved that about him. Uh, the only part, like, he'll interact with the team. The only one he interacts with on any consistent level is Kijinao. And they become friends, well, they become friends early on where due to shenanigans, uh, Subasa quote unquote, <laughs> takes them hostage. Jay, Jay, hold on. I got to stop you real quick. You can literally just say that for every episode, can't you? That's true. Due to shenanigans. Due to, shena- due to shenanigans. You know what? This might as well be the motto of the show. Due to shenanigans. Due to shenanigans, the series happen. Uh, <laughs> due to, anyways, due to shenanigans, uh, Subasa quote unquote holds the gang hostage. In reality, it's Haruka <laughs> telling everybody that he's holding them hostage uh, because she's an insane woman. So he kind of meets the party there, and he kind of teams up from there. And then from he he consistently starts hanging out with Kijino largely by coincidence. And this is where we get into Subasa's personal character arc, and. The the slow, sharp decline of Kijino's mental state. So, Subasa's whole involvement with the show, why he's a convict and all that, is that he was part of a acting group, and one of the members was his girlfriend, Natsumi. And they were attacked by a subgroup of the Noto called the Judo, which were... They were like artificial life forms that they created, so they didn't have to hurt humans or some shit. I can be entirely honest. I completely forgot. They explained it relatively <laughs> early on. And then like, I, so much shit happens in this show that it just kind of got pushed out of my brain. So, so his whole setup is that he's on the run because his girlfriend is missing. And the only person, the only other people who can back up his claim that no, it wasn't me. It was evil monsters are all, I think they're in comas or something. His other friends are basically indisposed. And yes, again, part of him being such a doormat is that he just, he's so adverse to getting involved with dumb dramas that he willingly, he almost willingly becomes a convict because he doesn't want to like explain what the hell is going on because he doesn't want to create drama. Ironic. A theory. Yeah. No, Cause like, I remember like the thing about, um, Tsubasa was that, like, if he kept that secret for a year, then, like, he'd be able to get Natsumi back, which was the initial plot point. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. They set that up, and then, do they ever explain, like, why or where he... I, I think, if I remember correctly, it just says, like, oh, yeah, it's been a year, so, like, where's Natsumi? And then, it's like, on that day, he meets, um, Miho, and then from there, shenanigans mm. ensue. Well, now that, uh... Chad said it. We might as well get into it. So he becomes friends with Kijino, and uh, they bond because of their shared, I almost want to say obsession, uh, devotion to their love interests. And this is where we find out that oh God. for some inexplicable reason, initially, that Kijino's wife, Miho, and Subasa's girlfriend, Natsumi, look exactly the same. This is oh boy. This is where things start to go downhill. Because it sets up a I don't even call it like a love triangle. It's a pseudo love love triangle 
where again contrivances occur where Subasa just conveniently never runs into Miho. He never figures out that she's running around as uh, Kijino's wife, and Kijino never at any point figures out that uh, Subasa's girlfriend is his wife. But their relationship keeps growing and they keep learning things about each other and things keep progressing further downhill and downhill for them until fate occurs. And I don't remember if it was Subasa. I think it was Subasa who figured it out first. He figures out they're one and the same. And it's at this point where we learn that the the Juto, as mentioned, have the ability well we learned earlier on that the judo have the ability to copy humans they can they basically uh, kidnap humans and take their identity and around that same point is where we learn that kijino's wife miho is one of them so we find out <sighs> that his wife is basically an evil monster copying subasa's girlfriend neither of which they are aware of and it becomes a slowly increasing psychotic love triangle not drama of they're both equally obsessed with the same woman who might not be the same woman but is a clone but is not but is and it honestly the the entire thing is like it's like seeing a train like it's it's a it's a train that's about to go off the tracks you can't stop it you can't help it but it's it's got like five minutes before it does it, and you all you can do is just watch. It's fucking insane, dude. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I I will say though, I will say, maybe it's just me, but I did find the twists and turns with that drama, fucking fantastic. Oh, because every single time, every single time a twist happened, I was like, oh, oh shit, oh fuck, we're actually doing this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause like, at, cause at first I thought it was just gonna be a thing of like, oh I don't know, um, may, maybe. Cause at first, legitimately, what I thought was, oh the twist is gonna be that there is no twist. There's actually just two people that look alike, right? Oh, she's my twin, <laughs> and then oh no, she's a fucking monster. Oh, she kidnapped the original. Oh, the original came back and made the and made Kiji crazy. Oh, but she doesn't like Subasa anymore. And she's going with Ki- what the fuck? Uh, yeah, what's it, what's it say after all of Dude, that? Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When she, when she hugged Kiji the first time, I started hyperventilating. Like, what? What the fuck? Wait, he, he, you know how did she get away with that? How the what Dude, the fuck? Well, they kind of made it obvious after she, su- after she shook her head when when he when when Subasa held out his you know hand what? and she shook her head. I was like. You fucking bitch! No, I'm just like for that whole scene. I'm just gonna count it as one. Like bad luck is finally hitting Tsubasa. Like actually, but like I, I'd say oh, like, yeah. even the ending. Like I think that really kind of annoyed me the most. Like, Where she was like, "Can can we keep doing this?" And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, like, literally, that... like I feel like that was really kind of undeserved for like uh, Kijino, and just like no, like for real, dude, like. When I when I read that, I like I had to hold it in. Like I had to hold in all of my fucking yelling because I was like, I can't believe you know he actually went for it. He fucking did it. 
<laughs> he actually went the cuck route. Holy I didn't, fuck! Like everyone, like everyone was thinking, just like this was going to be an NTR plot until it actually did become one. No one would have thought it would have gone. Everybody was, was, everybody was making that joke, but then when it actually happened, everybody was shocked and horrified that it happened. <laughs> you know what the worst part is, Jay? We thought. I, I thought. I mean, maybe everyone else did too. I thought, oh, poor Kiji, the nerd's gonna get cucked. No, it's Subasa that got cucked in the end. That's. I was like, what the fuck? What I thought was gonna happen is that around that same time they start setting up like a thing where uh, one of the villain generals starts having like a falling in love with Subasa, and I thought I thought what was gonna happen is that like shenanigans would occur. And she would hook up with Kijino, and he would get his real girlfriend back. But no, uh, the exact opposite happens. I, I don't, I don't, f- I am still legitimately shocked that that happened. I, I was like, I was kind of laughing. I, w- I was a little mad that that's the way we ended the show, but. I was just like I thought it was so bonkers. I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, so Shiki, in a way. No, you know what though? I originally thought the way this was gonna go, because they they set it up that if you kill the the judo, if you kill the judo without getting the the person out of there, the person in there dies as well. I thought they were legitimately gonna go for like, nope, neither of you get her. She's just going to die. Like, I thought that's what they were going to go for. That neither of them get her. But no, I, I guess... I, 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 I'm not going to lie, dude. When I, when I saw that, I, my brain kind of just stopped. Like, it just froze for a second. I had to legit... Like, it's like I had to control alt delete my brain for a second. It was crazy. I... <laughs> oh, my God. I love Honestly, this show. Like, um, before we, like, before like, we move on from... Uh... Tsubasa, you know, like, the thing that I also wanted to point out, did anyone else get feel like we were reminded yeah. of, like, was anyone else reminded of Agito, specifically the scene where, um, friggin' G3 finds out about Agito? Uh, like, basically, just like, oh yeah, that's actually Shoichi, it's the guy that you've been actually hanging out with this whole time. Yeah, like, I, mm, a little bit. See, that's the thing, Chad, that's the thing. I was gonna bring it up a little bit later, but I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle it in a little bit right now. A lot of this show has sprinklings of Inoue of every other Inoue show okay, that's ever so that's, been made. It has sprinklings yeah. in there, and I've no, and I noticed that. I noticed that, and it was really weird because I thought at first, oh, it's just Inoue. That's how he writes, but then it started becoming deliberate. Like for fuck's sake, they 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 pull a Nago and blind him. At one point, and blind Tsubasa at one point, like they full on yeah. pull a Nago, and I'm like, "This is in no way." The, the, he I, he's doing this on purpose, mm. which which brings me to a theory that I had, but I'll, I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later. But it was really weird, and I and I think honestly, Chad, he did that to be like, "Hey, remember this? Remember?" Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, I th- I, I yeah, feel yeah, like we've talked it. about uh, Tsubasa actually quite a bit at this point, so. I'm sorry, can I just... I, I love the fact that they gave him an actual fucking little model. I, gave, I love that they gave him a little suit. They gave him a little suit, Chad. He's a little doll. I, I let... 
I will say <laughs> this about him in both uh, Kijuno when we're talking about the suits is that I am genuinely surprised that as kind of bad as the CG was, it really surprised, it grew on me so much where it became, I almost barely recognized that it was CG after like the fourth or fifth episode. Like it didn't even cross mm. my mind at points that like these are CG models. Like I, so much weird shit happens in Don brothers that I just kind of accepted them being there. They had their own yeah. little charm. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, I do like the fact that they do still have suits for them, at least from the top. But I, I know with, with Inu, they actually made like a little, a little suit, a little, a little suit. I, I loved <laughs> when they used the little model of Inu. It was so fucking hilarious. It was like, adorable. <gasps> yeah. When, when Natsumi, when Natsumi or Miho, whatever the fuck you want to call her, Mitsumi, I'll say, I'll say that. When she grabbed him like a dog, it's a little, it's the fucking oh my god oh that fucking to be fair they did that a couple times with the toys as well when it's like it's like the little it's like the little like momotaro robot and it's like the actual toy oh, yes. moving it around <laughs> i i oh i'm not gonna lie that was so fucking adorable. I, think, I was like, I, I love that. I think it was intentional because <laughs> it, it, it well, actually no, of is course. funny. It, it is funny. Well, of course it's intentional. But that's the thing. Like, They could have so cheaped out and just used CG for everything and just who cares? Nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. No, they they went all the full nine yards to give these actual physical suits and use the physical like toys. And it just adds a whole other level of charm to the whole thing. And I'm like, this is adorable. This is adorable. Leave it to leave it to an old like an old guard like Inoue to be like, no, we're going to use real shit. When we can, we're going to use real shit. Mm. And it works. I like it. It's it's adorable. Just like Inu when he's in the little dog form and he's eating dog oh, no. food. Yeah. Have you seen? Oh my god. Hold on. Wait, that's also <laughs> no, no, running. No, no, that's also a bit. That's also a thing where it's like throughout the entire series, they're all trying to still figure out who who Inu brothers. They all actually literally think he's a dog. <laughs> I mean, there's there's the ending to that one episode where he gets taken in by some random chick or some like little girl. Yes! He's, the, he's literally in a dog house with a leash eating dog food because he turned into a dog. <laughs> then he turns back into a human and he still continues to eat the fucking dog food. What the fuck was that? It happens. Dude, that caught me so off guard because I thought, oh, you know, the typical thing. He turned back into a human and the girl's going to scream and make no whoopity do. No. no, he just goes back to eating and she pets him. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? dude? It's in no oh. way, dude. It, ma- it, it makes sense. I, uh, just when you think you've seen all of Noah's tricks, huh? Anyways. Uh, yes. So, yeah, we have talked about Inu, dog man. Uh, should we talk about? Schizo number two. <laughs> oh, AKA Jiro. Can I uh, can I take this one? Sure. No. All right. So Duality. Jiro, our uh, proverbial sixth ranger of the group. I gotta get my uh, I gotta get my smart guy glasses on right now. Uh, he is descended from the same clan as uh, Momo as Momoe Taro. He came from another dimension. He was brought down. However, he was brought to. A, he landed in the outskirts of a old village of an old village he was taken in by a policeman and he was raised in an orphanage but he trained his body to the point of he would be ready to fight however 
Um, through so we find out that he has always wanted to be a hero throughout his entire life, and he is basically a boy trapped in a man's body. Or ba- yeah, no, no, he's he's a man. He has a man's body, but he is a boy. He is he definitely acts like a little boy. And we fi- and if he gets pissed off enough, like he literally snaps, he has an alternate personality that is basically uh. More of his vicious side to him, and <laughs> so he's he's good natured. He means well, but everybody, even his own teammates, say he is a pain in the ass. He is because he doesn't take anything seriously, which is funny because that is also a part of his character, of his design, of being the inspired by Sun Wukong of the of the Journey to the West. Uh, and the funny thing is his forms being that of the dragon and the tiger being the yin and the yang. The tiger being his more uh, dangerous side. <laughs> so uh, we find out later in the series that um, did, did we mention about the uh, about the about the about the Jito about how each one of them has is a part of a different cast and each one of them folds different origami. Did we mention that? No, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Should I just mention it now, or should we wait to try leave that part out? Uh, yeah, we should probably wait that part out because that starts getting more like end game stuff. What you're about to talk about? Yeah. So essentially, um, well, there's a lot of stuff that is happens later on in his in in his uh, in well the series, which is end game stuff that we'll talk about when we get to end game. But um, he is, yeah, he's got a few screws screws loose in his head. So, yeah, somehow there's uh there are more than one schizophrenic characters in the show, and I think he's he is legitimately also schizophrenic because he's got a multiple personality. Actually, so I actually have a question about Jiro before we talk more about him. Yeah, it, he wasn't supposed to be a judo, right? He wasn't. No, no, no. Okay, because that really confused me because he literally folded an origami, and that's what really I was like, wait, so he already is one, or he never was one, or was he just, or that just. A fucking thing that they just threw in the episode I and forgot it was about. Misdirect. Maybe it was either that really. T- yeah, yeah, go for it. A misdirect. Uh, because again, that goes into like the uh, end game thing where I think it was just a pickup from. I think it was meant to be foreshadowing of what happens with the people around him that Phil wanted to get into. That's kind of more like end game mm. plot reveal stuff. I think that was meant more as foreshadowing, not specifically of him being a Juto, but other individuals, I think was meant to be the intent. Because I, I, yeah, that or it's like, it's however the fuck his split personality works that maybe he is one. Maybe he's like half one. I don't fucking know. Maybe he's again, maybe he's just mentally ill. See, that was the weird part about it. Cause like when that, when that happened, I thought, Oh, so he is a Judo. It's like, Oh no, he's, not like that really was like mm, was that intentionally no way or did you like want to do that and then say fuck it because i because we know we know he's done that before where it's like ah nah fuck it i don't want to do that so i'm not sure maybe i think i think it's up to i think it's up to your own discretion just of what i was gonna say i don't think i don't think it would have made wouldn't have made sense but then no, a Juno does become a ranger at one point, so maybe. So I have no idea. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think it's up to your own discretion of what that could have been. 
misdirect, you know, it's saying fuck it, foreshadowing, whatever you want to think of it. I, th- I think that's, it's up to your own discretion. I think that's one of those things that's kind of weird. To be fair, there's kind of a few things in the show that are like, mm, what were you going to, what were you going to do with that? The, especially with one character, but we'll get to him. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple of, um, moments where you can tell that Ninelway kind of changed his mind yeah. after he had set things up. And we know a couple of those. He's talked about it and the other cast have talked about it. Mm-hmm. So I, for that one, I don't know, considering where the reveal went and considering how early they set it up with Jiro's character, I think it was meant to be foreshadowing something else. I think mm. it being a misdirect just kind of ended up as a coincidence with him. Okay. Um, well, actually, you know what? Um, we'll save it for a little bit for towards the end, but um, we'll get let's get into some of the changes with that stuff, at least what we know of. Um, but we'll save that for a little bit for later. Mm. Um, to go back to Jiro, though, um, I uh, don't know. I yeah, some, he sucks. Up? I hate Jiro. He's the worst. Char- he's the worst of the. You main- do. He's, I like, I he is like the Jiro. worst of the Rangers. I, I all right, hold on, Chad. What do you think? Yes, like, no. I, I feel indifference about him, and like I'll I'll give my reasons because it also kind of goes into like some of the, I guess, kind of pre-production or like some of the ideas of the show that you know I kind of want to do that he's spoke, like uh, publicly spoken out about, which is kind of interesting, because well, it seems like this vote's at a stalemate. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say this like I I found him annoying but not dislikable let's put it that way it he i i didn't yeah. care for him i didn't i didn't hate him i didn't i maybe it's because i binged it so i didn't have to deal with him being like every fucking week with this guy but like i don't know i didn't hate him like i i i couldn't i couldn't find myself disliking him like he was boring that's the most i'll give it he was boring a lot but I didn't hate him, not really. Like, uh, let me put it this way, because the idea of the Don brothers, like, not knowing each other's identity, it was previously stated at, like, near the beginning, or, like, I want to say near the show's start, it was kind of like an idea basically inspired by online gaming. Like, basically, you will game with random strangers, sometimes you'll meet them in person, sometimes you won't meet them in person, you'll never know when you meet them kind of a thing. It's like, sometimes you know who you're gaming with, and most of the time you have no idea who you're gaming with. And in that regard, kind of like with um, Jiro, for example, Jiro is basically that kid that says like, hey guys, let me join! And then everyone just kind of... He's a squeaker! Yeah, he's just like, everyone kind of hates him, even though he's just like, hey, let me join in! And then, like, you know, and then they just kind of go on with it, and then the series just kind of goes on. But... In that regard, kind of seeing Jiro in that way, it's like, I can understand why people find him annoying. I personally found him annoying, but I didn't really hate him because of that role, I guess, if that makes sense. I, I have a question for you, Jay. Mm-hmm. Here's the actual question. Because I thought this too. Do you think the reason Jiro comes off as so annoying is because they overused the fuck out of him early on? Because... He's not like other six rangers that, you know, every once in a while he comes in and blah, 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 blah. Honestly, Subasa was more of a six ranger at one point because he just never showed up at some times. Mm. Do you think it's because Jiro just kept showing up every single fucking episode and he just didn't leave? Because his personality is not catered to being there every episode. I wouldn't even say it's just because he shows up every episode. It's because 
He shows up every episode to interrupt the fucking plot with him screaming about wanting to be a hero and his bullshit. Mm-hmm. He will... He's, again, like I think Chad kind of the, described him well. He's that kid that nobody likes that keeps wanting to join and keeps, like, forcing <laughs> his way brother. into the game. He, he's the... I mean, he literally is. He's li- he's Momo Itaro's little brother. So that's kind of... His, that's kind of a good uh, comparison is that he's he's the little brother that you have to hang out with because your mom or in this case Toshiki Inoue tells you that you have to and, <laughs> and like he shows up every fucking episode and he's always like doing the same shit and he'll interrupt a fucking plot because he wants to kill steal the monster or he'll get involved with Momutaro's plots or he'll try to fight the uh, the generals and interrupt whatever cool drama moment is going on and it's he's so fucking annoying mm-hmm. i hate his like all of his solo arc stuff where he's like his solo training or his stuff with his girlfriend or his friends like i don't care about any of them it, none of it really goes anywhere interesting and they drag on for multiple episodes too they his arcs take fucking like five episodes to wrap up when it in any other show, it would be a B plot of an episode, it, and I think again, like part of it is definitely because ha- watching it weekly, and having every fucking episode go, oh, Jiro's back again to do the same shit again, mm-hmm. with no payoff or resolution this time. Oh boy, I don't even like. I could, uh-huh. I'll give him this much, like as annoying as his toys were. I always did love his, uh, his, well, for starters, his toy was great because it's, of course, it's Romy Park screaming, you know, just screaming, which is always fun. But I liked his, like, his fighting style was cool. I liked his, uh, his finishers and all of his effects and stuff were cool. Oh my god, the white tiger's so fucking cool. The fucking yeah. neon white tiger and all that oh, yeah. shit and the fucking smoke and, oh, uh, it was so. Oh, actually, fucking can, can, rad. I, can I can I can I splurge on the first time that Jiro and Bad Jiro actually fought? Mm. Because the choreography in that fight was fucking amazing, especially the the initial the initial flurry, where it, like the the choreo it's like the choreographed not choreographed fighting that they do. Like, oh my fucking god! Like, monster catches Jiro's staff. He's about to fucking try and trip the other Jiro. He flips over that, stabs the fucking... I don't know, man. That fucking... That that entire little segment of that fight was fucking amazing. But again, I will agree, though. I will agree that if I was watching this weekly, I think I would be even more harsh on Jiro than I am. As of now, I think it's just... I don't hate him, but I certainly think that the show could have done without it. Like... Fine, fair enough. Oh, look at the end of the the end of his arc was that he's finally matured and blah blah blah. But it's like you took this fucking long though, and not only that, but when he finally matures, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> I don't think Jiro is. Oh, fuck. What's what's a character you can bring up off the top of your head, Jay, from an Noe show that's awful? Uh, half the cast of Kiva for being cheap. Damn. Uh, um. Hey, come on. No, me, were, okay. were you gonna say King? Now, no, King, King is the uh, the last of the Rangers. Um, what, fuck what? it. Who would I uh, have to pick if I wasn't being a pedantic motherfucker? Um, Wataru's not girlfriend. One of the Deltas. That wasn't Muddy from Five. No. 
No, you know what? Let's do uh... a. <laughs> what the, the fuck was list? Laundry Kid from Fize's name oh, again? Kaitaro, yeah. right? Oh my god! Yeah, he, I would like. I would say he was probably wow, the only you one. Would, I... You would compare him to him? That's the only person I can think to. That's like not either a non-character or is nowhere even close. Like, I'm sure, Damn. like, if I had to pick, like, a fucking Fize character, I could probably think, like, no, you know what? Yeah, let me, let me, I didn't want to pick Fize because that's, or Kiva, because that's a, that's the punching bag. Fucking Kengo from Kiva is probably the better comparison. Oh, no! Oh, that's I could see that, kind of. That's so mean. It is mean, but it's true. And that's somebody so has mean. to be mean around here. That's so mean, Jay. Why would you compare him to fucking literally nothing? Look, was, again. Uh, yeah, go for it. I, that's the... I I might be an outlier here, but I just did not like him. I No, no, that's the thing. I agree with the fact that he's not that great. I Again, I don't hate him, but I don't like him. I think if the show had done him a bit differently, it would have been better. Like, okay, like it, this is one of those things where it's like, everything about the character is cool except the fucking character. <laughs> where it's like, I like the suit. I like the effects. I like the way he fights. I love, look, I love, I love martial arts movies. I love Chinese martial arts movies. They're mm. one of my favorite things to watch. But Jiro himself is just, he's just nothing. Like, I, I like, you know what? I like his outfit when he was bad Jiro. I like the little flowing cape. That was kind of cool looking. Mm. But everything else, he's just nothing. Like, the schizo stuff was interesting, right? Like, that was interesting for me because I'm like, okay, he's, he's a schizo. But then it's like it's not he's not really a schizo actually it's just illusions. I was like, well, that kind of takes out of it a little bit. It kind of takes it out a little bit because like now he's not mentally like ill. He's just being taken advantage of. He's ju- he just is yeah. So, th- so but that's what I'm saying. Like I don't hate Jiro, but I also don't like him. Honestly, if he wasn't in the show, I don't think I would have missed it. You know what I mean? Not really. No. Because like, like if if you re- re- wrote him out of the show, what would you have missed? Like, we have enough characters where we really don't need a sixth ranger. This is basically a nine-team Sentai, if we're going to be, like, completely honest. It somehow yeah. became a nine-team Sentai. Well, ten, technically, if we count the uh, the next guy, but he's not a character. Yeah, that's that's so. basically not a character, but, yeah, no, it's basically ten at this point. What's the next character, then, Jay? Uh, well, we have, uh, we have Don Murasame, the... The unfortunate winner of Toshiki Inoue doesn't give a shit about you award. Uh, poor, poor. I honestly kind of feel bad for the guy. Not like his actor or anything, because I don't care. But like the character, because like they introduce him as like he's base. Uh, he's the evil ranger initially, where he's like a. I don't know if he's like a. I don't want to say like watchdog, but like. He's a he's a the way they described him. He sounds more like a like a bioweapon. Basically, he's a bio is that he he's there to exterminate Hitotsuki and also kill the Don brothers. He is kind of like, and he's an artificial Don brother essentially, where he's there to do the same things they're going to do, but the way the Noda want to, and he wants to get rid of them as well. But Don Murasame has no fucking character. Because part of the problem is that, like, he shows up, he debuts, he has two episodes, and then he's fucking gone from the show for, like, legit, I think, 15 episodes straight. He just... It feels like that, honestly. Disappears. He just... That, that's the thing, like, 
there's even a point where like even the characters in the show are like, hey, remember that guy? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Like, and like, I'll give guy? I'll give him this much is that I know his actor caught COVID relatively early on, like after his a little bit after his debut. So I understand them like putting a couple of episodes aside for him not showing up just in case. Mm-hmm. But then he's gone for so fucking long, and like, he even even when he's around, he doesn't really fucking do anything other than try to kill the team and even then he barely does that because after he starts becoming relevant again they they figure out a way to just fucking lock him up so he doesn't do anything so i love that that was so fucking dumb that was so that was so fucking stupid yeah yeah here's a shitty shoujo manga that's gonna be your kryptonite dude i legit thought you know boohoo for me for actually thinking that this was gonna be a thing i thought that they were gonna do more with him after he met up with Jiro and they started like, you know, hey, you have another voice in your head too. Yeah, I'm a fucking schizo too, bro. You know, I thought that's illness what they were buddies. <laughs> we're both gonna get locked up in a psych ward. Like, I thought that's where they were gonna go with. I sincerely thought that's where they were going. Where it's like, oh, they're, they're gonna bond over that to find themselves and blah 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 blah. But then Murasame just fucks off and then decides to work with Subasa for like a few episodes. I'm like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, that's another thing too. Like, the, the the what's it called, Ninjak? Which, by the way, that's a comic from the '90s. I'm pretty sure that um, is that is a Valiant comic from the '90s that nobody. I gives have a one shit of those. That, actually, I have I have issue one, Jay. So just so you know, it's graded. I can have I can get at least five dollars for it. Um, oh wow, <laughs> fucking Ninjak number one. That's worth so much fucking money, dude. Yeah, it's worth as much money as X Men number one, bro. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure all nine remaining Ninjak fans are gonna be really clamoring for that. You know what? You say that, I, we're gonna dude. Get I've email. never even read Ninjak. Dude, okay, Ninjak I will send it. you this. I will send you that fucking copy if I have to. So I will make you read that shit. Don't. Uh- <laughs> But to to go back to what I was saying, like I'm pretty sure like the ninjack sword made people crazy for one episode. Yeah, that was a plot well, And then it didn't. It was never brought up again. It's in- well, it's inspired by the Murasame swords that were said to be that were crafted by uh, by the art. I think his name was was Murasame. I I I'm not entirely well versed in that part. But it's yeah. supposed to be like a cursed sword that makes. Yeah, it but like it only did it for one episode. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like, so are we never? We're we never gonna do that again. It's no one's gonna go crazy. It's the thing is that we only did it for one episode because immediately afterwards we figured out the counter to it, and then I guess just they remembered that he had a ranger form or something. That or like, I guess Subasa is just so fucking depressed and horribly miserable that he getting possessed doesn't do anything to him that's the only other takeaway <laughs> i can have is that his life the is so miserable that, that murasami just can't possess him but the only person that he couldn't get possessed at one point was momoi it was taro that's because it's taro well, that's because that's momoi taro yeah i think what he said was this was when i i want to say when sononi was trying to still help like was this was when she was really crushing on Tsubasa, and he started defending her from, and he start, and he started defending her with the sword. He said, "I think, I think, I think uh, Murasame said, I'm going to stick with you from now on.'" And it's like, okay. 
Yeah, sure. It was good enough I mean, excuses it, any. If it had been if it had been Jiro, I would have said that would have made a little bit more sense. It wouldn't be good, but it would have made a little more sense. Uh, but yeah, like uh. I, I again, that's that's the best way to sum up uh, Murasame is that he's he's the in a way doesn't care character. He, he he's here because we have a toy to sell of an evil ranger, and in has no ideas for him. So he is just there. He See, is the, he is the Delta too. of this show. Oh, which one? Exactly. <laughs> no, but like that's a, that's a fucking shame, though, right? Because well, that see, that's a fucking shame, right? Because like again, he, he comes in with such fanfare, like oh my god, it's this evil ranger and he's a schizo and oh my fucking god, ah. it's like you know when you when you you're not even given enough of a shit of like when you know it doesn't give enough of a shit to even give you a human form. I think that's when you can tell, yeah, you're not going to be in this show very often. You know, like they never been, even gave him a human form, bro. Like that's insane. You know, what would have been interesting is that okay, like imagine if they had they had given him the like the the form that he that he's always in, but after a little while he goes around looking for a host and then finally somebody who can balance the chaos from the blade and basically worked with Murasami, he become he or she becomes their user. I don't I, think we needed that not in yeah. this show. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it could have been interesting, but I don't. I think there was too much going on by the time Murasame broke free of the uh, of the Noto and stuff. Where like that just couldn't have worked. That's 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 the problem. I mean, maybe maybe as an upgrade, maybe it could have been as an upgrade, but by that. And and then Murasame from the from the future came in. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh the fucking time time travel. (laughs) Yeah, Um, apparently that happened. Don't for, uh, don't fuck question it, it. I guess. Fuck it. I guess. He has uh, a motorcycle because, of course. Hey, hey, you know what? He used it more than fucking Revice. That's true. Uh, by the way, Revice ended during this show. The yeah. show reminded you that. That, oh, that yeah. still caught uh, me off the, guard. One of the funniest episodes was uh, when Revice ended. The episode corresponding of Don Brothers was them watching the ending of Revice and then talking about how they're going to end their own show on the same week. It's like, ah, I guess we got to fucking end it, guys. Wait, what? Yes, Revice is over. Yeah, We're like, over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the valid points, I'm just like, yeah, you guys are heroes, but does when does this actually ever stop? When does ever being a hero stop? When does evil stop? I was going to say, though, Jade, the funniest part, when you brought up uh, Murasame, I legitimately had to think about it for a second because I forgot he existed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. He, I sincerely forgot that he existed. Because I was like, wait. Oh, that's right. There was that purple one. <laughs> uh, so, going from Murasame, we have th- the other ranger in this show. We- what the fuck is that, Jay? Oh. Uh, 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 you watch Kaiju. Even- you explained this shit to me. Oh, no. Oh, for um, fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> The the biggest question mark of Don Brothers, out of all of the question marks of the show, uh, was the team's, I guess, boss, mentor, that general role, uh, who is who is our old pal Goshikata Kaido from Zenkaiger, specifically still Zenkaiser, because he still has the Geertlinger, 
He can still transform. He's different now. He's black instead of rainbow colored. But it's Kaido. But he's a completely different character. He has a completely different personality. And his role here is never really explained. He is an overseer of Momui Taro and everything going on with the Don brothers. Why? How? When? Nobody knows. He's just here. And apparently he's so fucking cool that he just he just rules over all of them. He he has the final say with everybody. He is the true hero. He is more of a hero than all six Don brothers combined. He will continue to be a hero for the all time, even after the Don brothers are forgotten. He says this, by the way. He he straight up basically says this. I I don't fucking know why he's here. So he'll he plays a pretty heavy part in the show, largely again because he's like the boss of the show. So he's half there for exposition, and then he'll be half there where like shenanigans are occurring. So he's gonna be the one that's like. He's kind of the straight man out of everybody. He's the one who's like shenanigans are occurring and he's the only one not engaged in the shenanigans. Why is Kaito here? <sighs> well, it's very simple. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he's acting the way he is. I don't know why he's a completely different character, but is... I don't even know if he's the same Kaito because he, he repeatedly refers to, I'm trying to think of, okay. So everybody kind of went through multiple different theories about what the fuck was up with Kaito. Mm -hmm. So the first and foremost one was immediately after he was announced and it was said that, Oh, he's Zen Kaiser black now. And we had the first preview of him and AJ, you didn't watch Zen Kaiser. I know that anybody, did uh, I, I, Phil I or Chad? I, I, I watched it up until the halfway I, point where, like, when Zenkai Juo became a I, I, I finished okay. the season. Yeah. All right, so Chad's going to know what I'm talking about, but I won't spoil it for you two. Uh, it won't matter. Either way, well, just, Phil, just, yeah. just mm -hmm. kiss. Well, I, don't, I don't mind, because honestly, no, I was I asking the same like, questions myself. I feel like at some... It's not... It's not Explaining what I'm about to explain isn't really relevant to spoil the spoiler or not. I just either way during the end game of Zenkaijur, another Kaido shows up who acts the exact same way as this Kaido in Don Brothers does. And the show ends with that other Kaido still kind of around, but not explicitly. So because of one his role here as like their overseer who knows everything that's going on with the Don brother system and because it's he's acting the same way and it's another Kaito everybody's initial theory was this oh it's that Kaito again he's just come back he's moved to a a new universe or whatever but then Kaito refers to the Don uh, I almost said the Don brothers I mean it'd be weird if he didn't refer to them in the show he refers to the Zenkaiders in the movie. And 
I think in the clip show he even references yeah. being part of he references being a part of Zenkaiger and he he never explicitly acknowledges events that happened in the show or him being the same Kaito but he repeatedly refers to the Zenkaigers and his role within the team. So that went out the window. So then everybody assumed that he was going to be a Juto. Specifically, everybody assumed he was going to be the Penguin Juto, who had been repeatedly foreshadowed up to that point as being, like, the leader of the Juto. He is, like, the top dog of them, which, again, considering Kaito's role here, it made sense. Uh, but no, he ended up turning out that he isn't. And throughout the show, everybody constantly is, like, asking, is, like, what the fuck is your deal? Why do you have powers? Who are you? What what is your role here? And he'll oh he never gives a straight answer. He's just like, I'm something special. He's like, don't worry about me. It's like, I am a I'm I'm a hero as well. I am the true hero. Everybody kind of fucking ran out of ideas because in no way he kept squashing them. The the only remaining theory that we have at this point is that he is he is Kaito who has lost his memories of being a Zenkaiger and he's been like reset almost kind of like what happens with a uh, Momo Itaro in the finale, except not really. And then the trailer for the fucking versus movie has the other Kaito anyways. So I don't know how that fucking works. Unless again, time travel shows up, which I wouldn't even be surprised. I believe like they're actually, they said they're that mystery is actually going to be solved in the crossover movie. At this point, we have, like, two good theories. One is that, again, it is that other Kaito who's just been bullshitting his way through at this point. Two, he's Kaito who's had been memory wiped and is in, like, a fucking time loop or something. Or three, it's just, he's another Kaito, fuck you, shut up. I don't know. I had multiple people ask me, is like, Oh, well, if Kaido's running around, is this like a sequel to Zenkaiger? Do I need to have seen Zenkaiger? And I kept having to say, I don't know. Up until like the halfway point, when I think everybody like finally realized that there was never going to be an answer, so they stopped trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. Honestly, like him even being Zenkaiger, Zenkaiser doesn't matter because he only transforms a small handful of times, and even then, he only ever like fights like once. But I guess that's fine. You know, I, I kind of enjoyed that, that he's still there, but he's like, he only uses his powers for more shenanigans and not actually fighting. I, I see, did like yeah. that. But see, that's the thing. Like, for me, it's just, it's one of those things where, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be questioning this in reality, but it comes up so often where I'm like, okay, you know what, do you want me to ask this question or do you want me to just ignore it? Because I don't know what you want me to do here. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like Kaido. I like him. I like his character in this show. He's cool. I like, I like, I like him. He's cool. It's just that air of like, fuck you. We're not going to tell you what's going on. I'm like, well, well, I need to know. You gotta tell me something here, buddy. Come on, don't leave me hanging. But Too I mean, it, but if Chad's, if what Chad said is true, then we're gonna find out in the movie anyways. I guess fuck it. It's a moot point. No, just watching the movie, it's just, it, they're just going to be like, oh, no, it, uh, don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell you. I could also equally see that happening as well. <sighs> so I guess from Kaido, we have to talk to 
We have to talk about uh, talk two. Oh name? my god. What's his name? Sonoi, 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 and Sonosa. Sonosa. Uh, Noto trio. Yes. No character. No character. No character. Okay. No one's gay for Taro. The other one has a thing for Tsubasa. The other one somehow became a manga editor. I don't even fucking know, man. <laughs> there, they don't really have much character development. They have their moments. I mean, they do kind of like fit. Like they kind of branch out from what from what they're originally supposed to do. They're kind of like the, they're like they're basically the and they're the foil to the Dawn Brothers, where the Dawn Brothers want to heal the Hitsu, uh, the uh, the uh, how do you, the Hitotsuki, whereas the uh, the Noto they want to do the same thing, except they don't want to heal them. They basically just kill them because they just say like they've already been consumed. But over time, they learn. And they start to grow. They become better. They become better people. They don't want to do this type of stuff anymore. Now I'm not. Now before 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 I'm, I'm told that doesn't make a, it doesn't. It doesn't make a good character at all. It's oh, it, but it it's something at least. And it's and they were enjoyable, especially oh when Sonoi came back. Oh no, Phil, get laid. Fuck's sake. No, no, no. I said when Sonoi came back. Yeah, when, exactly. When, oh my god, no, when, he, <laughs> when he's on the guy, when he comes out pulling the whole Momoi Taro Oh, I know direction. he comes, but you know, calm down, bro. Oh my, you always gotta, re you always gotta do this, AJ, you always gotta do something, you sick, sick bastard. <laughs> you gotta stop walking into it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Just I wasn't like trying to walk did. into this one. You know You're right, Phil, the, the bit where Sonoli became the Oden Master was actually pretty great. That was so, I'm not gonna lie. As bad as it sounds, that kind of gave me Alan Takoyaki flashbacks. Oh, God. It did. Oh, no, it really that. did. In terms of character, obviously the trio doesn't really have much. I thought no, Sonoi was okay. I disagree. I think that, uh, they've got a lot of character. I, I fucking love yeah, the Yeah, they're generic as fuck, though. But that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm, they're, they're kind of around the same level as the, as the Don brothers. They don't have that much, but they're not, it's not a bad thing that they don't. I still I mean, like Sonoi. Yeah, from that degree, they're about on the same level as uh, the Don Brothers in terms of character. But like, like I like, I, still I wouldn't like say Sonoi. they wouldn't have any. No, but they don't. They, they're at the level of the Don Brothers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I like Sonoi. I like him as a rival to to Momotaro. It was really weird how he had a a bit of a identity crisis for there for a second. I don't mm. really get that, but okay. But that was a uh, that was something. I honestly, I, I think I kind of like Sonoza the most just because of I, I always like the <laughs> I, I don't know why I just have a soft spot for the uh, the uh, the hard ass editor with a heart of gold because I guess that's just because I read a lot of manga. But like and that trope comes out way more than you think it does. I don't know. I just kind of like that cliche. His little thing with Haruka was kind of funny. Sononi. There you go. Does their name sound the well, fucking no, same? Well, no, because like wrong. here's the thing. Uh, it's a name pun. Ich, ichi ni san. No, I, I I get that. It's just they just sound I so similar. I wasn't crazy. I knew well, it. Okay, because think of it this way. Oh, well, you're crazy. So, you are crazy. Well, okay, Phil. It's sono yi, sono ni, sono za, sono yon or no? Sono sono shi, sono go, sono roku, sono na, and then sono ya. Ichi ni san shi go roku, shichi or nana, and then hachi or yatsu. Basically, it's it's one through um, eight. No, but like, I think the one who had the least amount going for her up to the end was Sononi. 
I don't mind her though. That's the thing. I don't mind her. It's just she's kind of like uh like Saru in a way where like she's doesn't have as much as the other two. I think. I would I would definitely agree. Out of the three, she's definitely the weakest. Mm-hmm. I really loved uh, both Sonani and Sonaza though. Uh, Even though really... Sonaza really does look like the guy or the uh, character dude. from the Walls Fallout video, dude, I feel I feel so bad for his actor, but at the same time, like I don't think I've seen such a immediate turnaround in terms of reception with him, where you go from how he showed up in the uh, how everybody reacted in the the present the press conference, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, what the fuck is this?" shrek looking motherfucker what's wrong with your face literally like everybody was making fun of him and like just they were kind of honestly kind of really being mean and bullying him just because of how he looked and then from like his first episode on he's just this ridiculous lunatic who's doing weird like face stuff and like rotating and like doing weird shit with his hands just kind of like at random and He's such a spaz that he ends up winning you over. He honestly, I, yes. I honestly, dude, he's of the three, even though Sono, uh, Sonoi has more of the three. He's my favorite. Oh, he's absolutely the best of the three. Like he's, he just, he's got a similar level of like, I don't give a shit as like a uh, Subasa where like things will happen. And then he's just like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Whatever. Or, like, he'll just kind of, like, ingrain himself into the plot because he just kind of feels like it. Like, again, where he gets upset. So the whole thing with this, uh, the Nodo trio is that they don't understand emotions. And their whole thing is that they, because humanity, they're, they feed on humanity's emotions. Their whole thing is they're trying to better understand them to a degree. So Sona's all, uh, this whole thing is that he's trying to understand, like, humor. And he's trying to understand laughter and sadness and stuff. And so... Just because of, like, pure coincidence, he finds Haruka's manga, and he... This leads to him kidnapping Haruka and becoming her editor by force. He doesn't ask. He doesn't offer. He kidnaps her (laughs) and forces her to start drawing, and he becomes her editor and helps her start improving. Also involving shenanigans where uh, her faded right so haruka's whole thing i think we mentioned it Mm -hmm. she published she got a manga published and then because she found out about the uh the noto and the anani and all that uh that led to her being branded as a plagiarist and that's why she became a don brother is to resolve that problem so the individual that she is an alleged plagiarist of who is for some reason a weirdo who never talks who shows up in a giant bunny mascot costume uh, she Sonaza fucking kidnaps her and forces her into a competition against that person for no re- he just does it he does not have any motivation to do it he's just like I fucking like manga I want to know what having fun is I'm going to force you to make manga and I'm going to become your editor and actually help you learn how to make a better manga and like as like a one off thing it'd be fucking hilarious but then he's still her editor later on. Like it'll like they'll come up for a fight and then he'll mention like, how's your manga doing? Or like he'll make commentary about her production schedule or like she'll mention like him being her editor or like whenever she's like 
has her weird psycho gremlin moments. Somebody will be like, the fuck is wrong with her? And he'll just make a comment about her work ethic or like, uh, she's, a, she's got writer's block and she's in a slump, you know, stuff like that. Like he just, he, he stays her editor for no reason, but it's so fucking, <laughs> it's fucking funny. great. Dude, honestly, like I said, I love that trope. For some reason, that trope of like the hard ass manga editor with the heart of gold. I don't know. I just love that trope. I love it. It's, it's never not made me laugh. And with this, Honestly, it kind of added something to Haruka that I think she needed. She kind of mm. needed that. And the, the relationship with her and Sonoza, it just works. It oh, just, absolutely. It just works. <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. I love, their, I love their dynamic, and I love Sonoza. Mm. Um, but I, really, I also really love Sonoi and uh, his rival, rivalry that becomes a possibly romantic relationship depending on who you ask it's a bromance uh, bro it's 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 a very solid bromance that uh it never quite get it never quite gets as gay as o's which i know is like nothing ever gets as gay as o's you're, you're asking too much for it to be as gay as o's <laughs> they it it does get it does get really really gay after uh sonoe comes back from the dead i mean momoi taro's literally inside him Yes. Uh, I honestly, again, there's a, a similar thing with uh, Kijino and Tsubasa where, and it's a little bit of like, in getting his misunderstanding arc. Like he honestly, like you said, it's him repeating the uh, misunderstanding arc with Kiba and Takami from Fies where Sonoe and Momoitaro meet each other relatively early on. And, they they share such similar ideals and worldviews that they they just become friends. They barely know each other, and they just become the best of friends because they are so alike. But in their alter egos, they are fated rivals. They are horrible enemies. One has to kill the other, and they they cannot coexist. And so because of shenanigans occurring, you know they'll show up in a scenario where oh they'll be doing one thing and then something will happen and they'll transform. And now that they see the, each other in their other forms, oh, now we got to fight. It's it's that kind of arc again. And it's still really entertaining, too, because it's much shorter. It doesn't take up the entire show. So it hits all the best beats quickly, and there's no time for padding, and there's also no time for a third party to come in to fucking ruin it all like a complete jackass. <laughs> Honestly, Jay, you say well, that, I mean, too. I, I was going to say you say that, though. Not, not not to disagree with you, but like you say that, right? And it's like, it really is, again, like I said, Chad, told Chad, it is Inoue's greatest hits, but he's taking literally all the fat out. Mm. It's just meat. It's just all the meat of that story. Because he has 50 episodes to play with, he can do these stories as fast as he wants or as slow as he wants. And honestly, I, ugh, it's fucking great. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! Like the the first time, uh, the first like real thing with uh, Sonoi and uh, 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 fuck Taro. I'm gonna just say Taro because I don't know why I can't say Momoi. Uh, Taro, like their thing, that that the first time they do that was really fucking fantastic. Mm. Like everything leading up to that moment on the bridge was like, wow, that was fucking great. Like that could have been like a mini movie, honestly. Uh, Honestly, for me, it was um. When they first find out each other's identities. Oh, yes. And uh, you get that, like, Sonoe is so legitimately betrayed by this revelation 
but he's still dedicated to his goal and he takes advantage of uh, Taro's weakness of inability to lie to learn his secret weakness so he can capitalize on it and kill him. And I, I love that too because like Sonui is so legitimately guilty over that that he took that cheap shot that he's like... I don't remember if he's actively trying to help Momoitaro get better, but like he's actively like, I fucking hope he comes back. I feel so fucking guilty. No, he helps. Him. He does help. Oh, that's that's right. He does help. Well, that, that, that's the thing, right? Like, I love that fucking fact that it's like you said. He feels guilty. He's like, really, I did that. I had to do that. Really, fuck no. I'm not gonna let that. I'm gonna let it end like that. I was like, that's really good. Honestly, when you think about it. Outside of them killing humans, the Noto aren't really bad people. <laughs> no, the trio. I mean, the trio are not bad people. The trio specifically, like they they'll kill a couple people, sure, and then they're they definitely manipulate people because that's their whole thing. Is they 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 cause havoc because they're trying to figure out what emotions are, and because they're weirdo monsters that causes havoc. Mm. Like Sonani's whole thing is that she wants to know what true love is, so she like set up blind dates with random sleazy guys and then just like they'll treat her like shit so she treats them like shit and that's how the cycle goes yeah because like because when you think about it right like what they're doing is not out of malice they just literally don't get it and they want to but they're just going about it the wrong way like literally if what they did did not actually well you know they don't it doesn't actually kill people i'll get to that but if from the shows from when that comes up if what they did literally did not kill people they really wouldn't be bad people they just don't understand Mm. what emotions are no like it's 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 interesting right because like besides the 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 last five towards the end of the show the noto are really not bad people they're just they just how, how would i say like they just don't know like what humans are well, basically they don't understand like even sorry to no. cut you off there chad i'll let you go in a second like even like the rank and file mook ones that we run into like even they're not particularly evil like they're still you know feeding on humanity and they're still trying to get like they'll they'll take advantage of us to throw out the juto or stuff like that but, like they're not evil they're they're trying to coexist same as us yeah because like you know how they, you know how they, they feed off brainwaves. It's like, yeah, technically that's not like, at least to me, that's not gonna hurt anybody. I mean, you're just, you're just living off like the like the emotions and brainwaves of other people. You're not sucking them dry. It's not like the fangirds who just eat you when you die. You know? No, like, just, I know the just... comparison in uh, Sarah, the comparison like the early episodes is like they live like. There's the whole thing with the glasses and like there's subliminal messaging and there's these monsters that are disguised as humans. But like even in like they live like, yeah, they were exploiting humanity for profit and stealing our resources and fucking up our planet. Just just for for fucking sheer capital gain. Like here, it's more like a symbiotic thing. Like, they yeah, exactly. They, they're just coexisting. Like like what the uh, they're called. Are they are they actually just called the Anonoi? Anonoi. 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 Whatever. The everlasting gobstoppers. Uh, yeah. The, the, like, the, like the mooks, right? Like really, they just kind of live around people. Like they're literally just, hey, we're here. You know? We, I mean, we, we feed off of the same stuff that the Noto do it. We're just... We just live, bro. Isn't Kijino's boss literally one of them? Like they only bring that up the one time. 
No, because he turns into uh, a hit. Hitotsuki. Hitotsuki, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So he's not one. I think I think the president was one, wasn't he? I don't remember. Uh, I think that's yeah, like like his uh, somebody in his company was one, like the, the boss of the boss. I think. I think so. Um, but no, but like that's the thing. It's the thing of, you know, when you really look at the show as a whole, besides the the five towards the end, nobody here is really the bad guy. It's just more a thing of, well, we're just doing what we need to live. Really, at the end of the day. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that the show doesn't tell you that they're straight up just an evil person. Yeah. I like, like At the end of the day, just like the, basically, what, the Noto were basically, their whole purpose was just like learning more about human emotions and then eliminating what they deemed was, you know, bad. So inherently, it's just like they're not, well, exactly evil. It's just more or less, I'd say, probably misunderstood at best. They just didn't understand. And, you know, I like that. That's... That's something that you don't usually get in shows like this, where it's just like they're not. You know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? T- to bring I it did. back a little bit, this is kind of the same problem I had with Kyoujer with fucking what was her name? Uh, Lovelika? What the fuck her name was? Candelilogram. Fucking. You, you made you made the same mistake again, like in that one. It was yeah. I right. <laughs> I think it's because love because love Lovelika. You know, like yeah. It's the same thing with that, where it's like technically she's not a bad guy because what she's doing is not bad. But this is what happens when a when a writer who's smart writes this stuff. Yeah, they're not bad people. They 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 nerd and they're not. I like that. Um, I don't know where, to, where where do we go from here though. I guess probably the end game to really just kind of talk about what were the juto, what were the noto question mark, and I guess just overall thoughts perhaps. What are the natto? Yeah. Yes, the the natto. Nachos. The fermented soybean? Yes. That's the joke. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways, Jay. Oh, me? Um, yeah, yeah. What, what? Come on, Jay. Come on. Tell me okay. what the what the nachos are. Well, nachos are tortilla chips that are usually coated in... Well, obviously are coated in cheese. You don't fucking have nachos without cheese. Wait, you could, actually, nachos? but that would be wrong. Sorry, dude. I, I only <laughs> either do guac or salsa and nothing else. Did you just say guac? What the fuck is salsa all Yeah, the I way. said guac. That's right. I'm doing this just to piss you off. What, what a guac of shit. What about Anyways. queso? Are you okay with queso? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Jay. Queso is okay if it's, like, real cheese, though. If it's, like, fakey Rovita. shit. No. Sorry, guys. I'm, sorry, guys. I'm, uh, whatchamacallit, lactose intolerant, so I can't eat your natural. Are you? No, I'm not, actually. Okay, I was gonna be like, oh, "Are you doing this shit?" Now. Come, come now. I was like, "I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw you have something dairy related." When we were to be ass. fair, though, Jay, I am also lactose intolerant. That doesn't make doesn't stop me from drinking milk. I'm lactose, and I still eat ice cream and mac and cheese. Yeah, see, you are lactose. You are you are <laughs> you are the <laughs> compound lactose. Okay, so Jay, explain to us the end game. What were what are the no toes? Where are the batos? Okay, where are so the jutos? The juto are. They're artificial life forms that the Noto, specifically Momoitaro's family, tried to create to... I think the idea was, like, to stop experimenting on human humanity and, like, cut themselves off, off or something like that. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch this subbed. I only watched this uh, raw when I was watching it live. So I will say there are a couple things that I did miss that I could probably do on a rewatch. 
But for like the last episode or for the last couple episodes, sure. But just like a lot of like the expositiony stuff, I did. I know I probably missed it. like one thing that was probably important. Okay. Anyways. So the, the Judar, they're artificial life forms that uh, went out of control, and that's what led to Don Momotaro and his family becoming outcasts, basically. That's why they're trying to kill him and the Don brothers. So they kind of get, they kind of escape, and they start, you know, integrating in humanity, and they start replic- you know, kidnapping real humans, as we've already discussed up to this point. Uh, a recurring one is this, like, weird there's different like casts different animal types like there's crane ones which are more human like but they're they're more sadistic and like manipulative and then you have like a i think it was a cat one they're just wild animals essentially and i think there was a couple other ones they mentioned but those are the only really only two it that was the uh, crane penguin and cat that they mentioned at the end of the day yeah and then there the the penguin one who is like the the leader more or less they they were so a recurring thing is obviously dealing with them and we figure you know like they kind of set up like a like a heartless nobody thing where like oh if you kill one the other dies unless you do this but much like the heartless nobody thing it doesn't fucking matter um up until the final arc where as we have repeatedly said, uh, Jiro is a schizophrenic man. And we find out because the other schizophrenic on the team, Kijino, uh, Jiro shows him a photograph of him and his friends and his girlfriend. And there is nobody else in the photo but Jiro. And Kijino, because he's mentally ill, doesn't really question it beyond, God, he's a fucking loser. Which, which is really funny. That to be fair, <laughs> I think most of us would have that exact same reaction. Or like, I mean, like say, well, it makes either that or calling nine one one. I would. I I'm used to that kind of stuff personally. It, it, it would be but, either that or calling the fucking police. But I, that's that's the funny part is that like, out of anybody on the team who would have like seen that and raised a fuss or like actually did something about it, Kijino is the one who saw it, and Kijino is a fucking lunatic and doesn't care. But, uh, this all builds up to, uh, a, all of the plot lines kind of converge all at once and ultimately succeed in one significant climax. So the climax really starts when, uh, Tsubasa ends up becoming a primary part of the team. Around the same time, we have an episode where, uh, fucking blank i forgot the name uh the bunny person that i mentioned earlier hark oh, rival Elke. yes uh is reve- they are revealed to be haruka from the future who has come back in time because of shenanigans to i don't know if it was like to create a time loop or something no 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 she came back they they say this she came back literally because she wanted to go on a vacation that's right. Literally, literally, all of this bullshit and the manga somehow ending up as the MacGuffin or something is because she just wanted to take a vacation. <laughs> I don't even know so, how you start making sense of that. That's you know way. So, so her manga, which by sheer coincidence happens to 
be filled with coded information that sets up the end game arc of the show uh that tells them where the judo are hidden and the real identities of everybody and how to you know get rid of them for good basically uh meanwhile at the same time uh the noto have completed their slide from being like interested in humanity to becoming like more than human and they start to become good they start to give up their their job as enforcers and become like integrated with humanity and that leads to a group of new noto uh sonoshi sonogo and sonorok uh showing up to replace them and kill them off essentially because they're failures and traitors uh so that leads to them slowly turning face even though by that point the noto trio were already kind of part of the team they they kind of joined the team unofficially around like episode 30 or so but like they still fight every now and then so i know this sounds very confusing but that's because there's a lot of plot lines that all kind of hit each other at once so coincidentally around the same time that uh subasa joins the team they get this manga from future haruka who's created a fucking time loop somehow because she was bored uh, she's also, some reason, married Shinichi in the future, which everybody is mad about. Uh, which also, as I mentioned, sets up Shinichi's rivalry with Sonaza because he's mad that his not-future wife is more interested in Sonaza because they have a working relationship. That's it. That's the entire reason why he hates Sonaza, is because she, she he's friends with Haruka. Anyways... So, because Tsubasa knows about all the secret info with the Juto, because obviously he's the only one in the cast who really has had a reason to learn all of this, uh, he, Momoitaro, and Jiro all set out to Jiro's home because Haruka, future Haruka's manga points to his home as being the source to where the Juto's secret base is. Um, which, I, I, if I remember correctly... I remember correctly, she wasn't the one who freed him from the forest. I think that was Kaito who did that. Or no, was it her? It was I don't her. Remember. Sure. It, was it was her, yeah. Yeah, it was future. It was her, so it would explain how she knows that. I don't know why she didn't just straight up tell everybody, but fuck it, whatever. Time travel. To, to be fair, though, there's a lot of stuff in her manga that she should not know about. Yeah. No. Like, like the the one specific one that I remember is the uh, the conversation that uh, Sonoi and Tomoe and uh, Momoi Taro had, where they were like talking about the. Oh, fucking oh no, no, no! Oh, you're thinking about her one in the finale? No, I'm talking about uh, her shoujo manga, Heartbreak Hero one. Yeah, uh, not the not the. They're Dawn all the Brothers same manga. one, man. They're not the same one. They're a different manga. It's you're, the one that she you're not going to pull a, Na- a Naruto Boruto thing on me, motherfucker. It is no. It is specifically different because it is the one that she made as a ripoff of somebody else's manga, not the one based on her own adventures. So it's not a ripoff of a ripoff. It's a ripoff of someone else. Yes. Okay. So so what happened? So so they go there and they find out that Jiro's adopted father is the Penguin Juto, who was a copy of the a member of the Don Clan. I don't really know why they needed that that seemed a little redundant but he's basically been there as the guardian of the judo to keep from 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 completely spilling out and fucking up humanity but of course you know a couple get out uh so that resolves jiro's plot line of his entire friends and family are fake and he's schizophrenic 
they find they break into the judo forest uh taro briefly gets possessed by one but then he just kind of gets better uh and then because he's so fucking great in combination with the uh the noto trio finding this magic fucking wheel that <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the wheel that we have jay it, it, they they find the wheel that selects the uh the next episode no, we no, talk no, about. It's called the wheel of forgiveness. We have the wheel of unforgiveness. Let's be real. So we we literally ha- we literally have the yin and yang. Yes. So so basically they basically kill all of the juto immediately and free everybody. <laughs> and and then there's there really isn't anything left for the show to do up to that point. So then we're like we're wrapping up the shit with uh. Subasa and his thing with Natsumi and uh, Miho and Kijino and then then we have the other uh, Noto still trying to kill everybody. They they've they've decided everybody needs to go, um, but they suck at it as they always do. And then and then fucking and then Kaiza and Yellow Racer show up. Because why not? Because why not? Also here to kill everybody. Because everybody is a tremendous failure. I Meanwhile, will... yeah, while, yeah. while this is all going on, while... Uh, the the Noto have officially at this point more or less joined the Don brothers. You seem to have a really hard time explaining this. I, I, I don't know why I'm having a, such a hard time explaining this. But... So basically, basically TLDR, Sonoi spins the wheel, gets Ghost, kills himself, and then joins Don Brothers. Kaixa comes yes. in with Yellow Racer. They try and kill people. They don't. Kaixa, for some reason, looks like Kaixa, as in, like, his monster form looks like Kaixa, even though I don't think he's supposed to. Uh, even, though, even though the monster form was uh, Sona... Was it Go or Sonoroku? Sonogo, I think. Sonoroku. One of the... Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the replacement Noto trio, who is actually supposed to be Shanzarian. Uh, uh, a little Shanzarian mixed with Kaixa. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of each in there. Uh, so, yeah. so basically that happens. Uh, and then... Uh, Mean, meanwhile, while all this is going on, Momoitaro is slowly starting to lose his memories. It's very <laughs> subtle, though. Up until the last episode, where we find out that because everybody's kind of got all of their problems solved. Everybody in the Don brothers have their character arcs wrapped up. The Noto, excuse me. The Noto aren't a threat. Jiro is no longer mentally ill. So he's now able to lead the Don brothers that Momo Itaro is no longer needed. So he is going to be reset and basically set away until they need him again. And <laughs> at the same time, Kaiza and Yellow Racer show up to, as always, enact Rock's Fall, Everyone Dies, and kill off the other Noto, the Don Brothers, even Don Murasame, even though he doesn't really have any reason to kill him because he doesn't do anything. So the whole finale arc is Momoitaro basically getting his last words with the team of... Honestly, it feels like a weird message to the viewer of him going around asking about everybody's experience with the Don brothers, uh, which I kind of really liked. I really liked that. That was a nice, uh, a nice way to end off the show is 
everybody kind of sharing their thoughts about the show and how everything went up to that point. It's weirdly, it's weirdly self-reflective. Yeah. So, uh, the conclusion to the awful nightmare love triangle, um, Sonani became absolutely lovey-dovey obsessed with Tsubasa, and that led to her trying to manipulate him to killing his girlfriend's Juto, Mio, because that would get rid of the real one, which he would, he didn't know was going to happen, because everybody else knew, but because he'd never hang out with the team, he didn't know the rules about the Juto, uh, which led to her dying, but then because he had a bunch of good boy points stored up, he got, he brought her back, uh, which ended up making him become a fugitive again because reasons. Uh, so that so then now that he's got his girlfriend back, but he's a fugitive again, and his girlfriend doesn't want to do that because his girlfriend, much like, because as we find out, like the the judo version Mio was living his girlfriend Natsumi's deepest desire, which was basically to be like a dominating housewife, which is why she hooked up with the absolute beta male that was Kijino. And now that Tsubasa is, like, his own man and can work on his own and, like, doesn't need help, she she fucking throws him out, especially because, like, he doesn't really want to tell her. Because he's such a slave to avoiding drama, he inadvertently creates a misunderstanding because he doesn't want to explain why he's on the run from the cops. He doesn't tell her anything about the Don brothers or whatever. Which, because his girlfriend remembers what happened when the Judah was running around as her, she dumps Subasa to hook up with Kijino. Which, which is so genuinely fucked up. I, I, I cannot, I cannot believe that happened. So... Ultimately, what happens is uh, everybody finally teams up. We finally get the big roll call at the end. We, we did not get a single... We got part of a roll call once. And we finally get a full-on roll call in the finale. Even Don Murasame joins in. Don Murasame finally decides that he's had enough and joins the team as well. Uh, and the other Noto are destroyed, save for the original trio. And Momoitaro disappears in the climax. So everybody kind of moves on. Several months pass. Shinichi is... doing something. Haruka has created a manga about the Don Brothers and her own experience with the Don Brothers, which plays into the finale of helping Momoitaro briefly regain his memories to finish up the final battle. Uh, she makes a manga about the Don Brothers, which becomes a huge success, uh, which leads to Toshiki Inoue himself winning an award for her, which is so fucking funny that he was there. <laughs> which it, it's 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 so weird. It's basically the ending of Saber, where there's a big fucking uh, award ceremony for the main character winning an award but the award isn't being given to the main character it's being given to the writer of the show 
Except this time, it's a good show. I think it's the same fucking boardroom, too. It, it is. is. Probably. More than likely. It is. You, you can tell it is. Like, just the way that the, the walls are put and everything. It's like, oh my god. It's Dude, again, it's like in no way literally flipping the middle finger off at people at this point. <laughs> but yeah, um, Kijino, despite finally uh, accepting the fact that his wife wasn't real and giving up, uh, immediately reverts because Natsumi decided that they're going to hook up. Uh, Subasa and uh, Sononi weirdly hook up because now they're both on the run from the cops. And uh, that's really it. We don't, we don't find out what uh, Jiro or Sonoi are up to in the time skip. But I, again, we have a director's cut coming, so there's probably something missing. And... The show ends on a really nice uh, book ending where it ends with Haruka meeting the reset version of Momoitaro, who's got a new job at a different uh, shipping company. And he says the same thing that they said when they first met is that we've got a bond has now been formed between us as the show ends. Uh, I know that that should not have all been that difficult to explain, but for some reason it was really difficult to explain. You know what's weird? We had two Tokusatsu shows debut in the same year that ended the same way, basically, where both of the main characters got Alzheimer's. Yep. You're not wrong. A lot of people have pointed that out, that both Revice and Don Brothers had a very similar ending. That's really weird, isn't it? I... I I, I know that that, can't, that wasn't on purpose, but it's really strange when you think about it. They both have mm. basically the same re- resolution in that sense. I don't know. It's uh, interesting. I mean, obviously, they, they play it off differently, but it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, so, before we get to our final thoughts, Jay. Jay. Yeah. Tell us. What changed? Oh what changed? What did well, not come I only, through fruition? I only know about one or two things that I know were changed midway through the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one that I think a lot of people learned was that uh, the Noto were originally going to be killed off. When Sonoe died, the first... Or, no, he only died the once, yeah. When he died around episode 24, 25 or so, that was going to be it. He was going to be dead, and he wasn't going to come back. That doesn't and surprise me o- because of how legi- like how rushed that felt. The other Noto were going to follow suit, and as far as I'm aware, the replacement guys were going to be their legitimate replacements for the rest of the show, but I don't really know. And in a weird inverse of what happened with uh, Jetman, where... Inoue liked an actor so much that he helped write their own death. He liked the actors so much that he restructured the show to allow them to survive. Hmm. Mm. That's really the only thing I know off the top of my head. I feel like I've read a couple of other bits there, but that's all I really know that changed majorly during production. How about you, Chetty? Initially, that's... Okay, first and foremost, that's actually what I've heard as well. Um, Another... I think it's unconfirmed, but, like, I know that someone's actually been translating the uh, producer's notes on Twitter somewhere. I I definitely need to dig them up somewhere. But another one that I do kind of remember reading was that initially there wasn't supposed to be a happy end for 
almost the whole cast apparently. So this this show may may have been a little like what you wanted for uh, Kishino initially could have been it would have been darker. Yeah, it could have been a lot darker for like literally everyone. You know what though, Chad? You say that, and I see. I believe it because there's a lot of hints in this show, a lot in this show, that make me think that this show was going to get really, really dour, like, 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 like dark as fuck. Yeah. Like the ending was going to be like you're going to leave five year olds crying in their bedroom for ten years. You're going to give kids trauma over this ending, but. Yeah. Either either Shirakura or Inoue kind of thought better of it and was like, ah, let's let's. Yeah. Not. See, that's also another thing because um, kind of I I remember actually or like you remember how I mentioned that there was like a plot point that even Inoue didn't want to go through with, right? Mm-hmm. And they initially went through with that plot anyways, but it was the plots with Jiro and his friends, and the fact that Jiro had no friends and they were all imaginary. Yeah, apparently. What was what was yeah? Go yeah, go apparently that was the dark, like the story that he didn't want to do because it's like, man, this is kind of depressing. Man, I don't even want to do this. But apparently, someone in Tokyo was just like, oh yeah, no, let's let's still do this storyline. And just like apparently, it's written that it's like, oh yeah, no, you know, I actually kind of felt bad for Jiro. So, I, <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder, just like, then that case, if he was so against that, what? initially changed or like what was like i don't know why was he so against that in particular versus other there, there was probably going to be something even worse than just him than just the people not actually existing it was probably going to be something way way darker but again that's the thing like the show does set itself up to be a lot darker like a lot of the stuff in the show i could see it going so wrong so easily like in, in the sense like in in for the characters in, in a sense where it's just like yeah, all of this stuff could go really dark if they wanted it to. They didn't do it, but I, I, you can tell that he could have. You can tell. You know, he was just like, no, I'm gonna resist. I'm not gonna do it. Maybe for the novel, but not for this. Not for the TV show. So I, I can tell that there's stuff there that he did not let go through, even though he really wanted it to. Like I don't know. Like I, I definitely feel like once, like it's been a few years, and then we get like initial interviews with either the cast. Or, like, Inoue himself. Or, I don't know. I feel like there are definitely going to be interviews um, now that the show is over that are going to come out eventually, like, maybe a year or two down the line. That's going to have more insights as to, like, what were some of the original intentions of the show versus, like, what was initially planned and what was initially canceled or whatever. Here's a question for you guys then, right? All three of you. They got a legit question, right? Knowing that there was changes and knowing that there's some stuff that could have been darker in, in a sense... Do you think there were some original plans to at least kill off one of these people to re- and replace them with someone else? One of the well, Don brothers. The, the show already sets up the fact that, one, there have been multiple Don brothers in the past, and two, that, yeah, there there will always be a Don brothers. Like, there's an episode where Haruka leaves. She cashes in her good boy points, and she, she fucking <laughs> I like how you quits. call them that. Oh, they pretty much. What, are. El- what else? I know, but it's just <laughs> to her good boy points. <laughs> but she, but she, fu- she, she cashes out and leaves, which results in somebody else's life getting fucked up, and making them have to become a Don brother in 
inversely making her life better. Fun fact and about that episode. Time... Sorry, go on, go on. Sorry. No, you know what? You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, fun fact: the actress who play who took over Haruka's role, uh, the actress who played the character, she was originally supposed to get the role, but the, uh, but she didn't make the cut. Interesting. Yeah. So and and like, now she'll like never have another role again. Go on, Jay. Uh, and then there's the later episode where uh, the fucking ramen episode where we suddenly reveal that, oh, yeah, there this guy was the previous blue. There have been other Don brother teams. This guy used to be uh sorry brother. Like, I think because the show sets that up. I think, yes, there probably was a plan to permanently replace one of the Don brothers at the very least one of them. I th- think so. I know that they probably never would have because that obviously contract wise that gets really messy. But I feel like there was definitely a consideration for it because you know why Jay, this is why I think it is. It would have, it would have cleaned up the Kijino story much better. If instead of him going full crazy, he just died. Because you wouldn't, then you wouldn't have that that love triangle. You know what I mean? I think he was. I think I honestly think Kijuna was going to die. I sincerely think that because the he had so many flags like popping up towards like the middle half. I'm like, you're meant to die. I I I don't know. There was just something like nobody else but Kijuna felt like he was going to be like the to bite. Well, I mean, let's also think of it this way. Like, I mean, he also did get taken out by uh, Sonoshi during. I, I think what it was um initially when Taro initially became a Juto for like that episode mm-hmm. because just like I think if that's the case like a lot of the people that were like initially executed by the uh, the Noto initially that became Hitotsuki I remember everyone saying just like oh my gosh they actually killed literally killed someone off like on the first episode I mean granted it's, an, it's like a civilian but like they actually literally did kill someone and I think that could have been, like, the original plans of just, like, yeah, no, they're not in, like, a respawn area. But, like, no, these are, like, 120% cadaverifically dead. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought so, too. Like, that's why I'm saying I think Kijino was going to die. I, I, there's just something in my heart that says, like, yeah, this guy was going to bite it. Because it just, nobody else really made sense to die. Like, Blue, not really. Haruka, not really. Subasa not really. Even Jiro, not really. Kijino was just the only one I could see. Like, yeah, this guy's gonna get replaced by somebody. You know what I mean? Like, there was just something about it. I was like, mm. they've already set a precedent for this up, so maybe they will. But they didn't, and he uh, went schizo because of it. So there you go. Thank you, Inoue. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Inoue. So, <laughs> so I think with that being said, we're we're, we're closing in, guys. We're we're closing in because we've talked about Kaixa. We've talked about we've talked about the cucking. We've talked about everything, right? Now, here's something that I that I, I brought up the other day, and I and I think Jay and I were we were talking about it just there's just a couple of messages, but now we can actually talk about it. Does this or does this not feel if this is his last show, does this or does this not feel like Inoue's swan song? I'm willing to say no because I know Inoue I'll Inoue never seems like he's ever out of ideas. Inoue mm-hmm. always seems like he has at least one more idea left. Mm. So depending on how the uh, the Don Brothers team up movie ends, I'll I'll wait till then to give an answer. I think that 
let's be honest, everybody pretty much assumed going into Don Brothers, even the staff and crew, assumed that this was going to be the last Sentai. So I think this was not necessarily a personal swan song, but just one for Sentai in general. So this was a lot of Inoue pulls out a lot of his old tricks and cleans them up or he does a lot of his favorite bits and he just he just does a wholly unique surreal experience because nobody really thinks that we're you know this is going to be it this is you know this is the last one so let's just bring all this stuff back like pull out all the stops yeah and you know what you're right about that though jay because when you look at this show I don't think anyone can can dis- besides the CG. This show looks, or it it was super experimental, in every sense, like especially with the with the camera angles and stuff. Like shit, they they use drones and three sixty cameras and all this other crazy shit. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Sentai or Ryder do that shit before. That's ins- I mean I know Ryder has done drones before, but not not to this extent. Like this was like wow, you're really just going for it with this with this season and th- that's what i'm saying i feel like I mean, if if it's not just in no ways it does feel like wow this is this is it this is the end guys just throw it all out there like we're not coming back just throw it in there i, I liked it though i like it but that's why i'm saying i i it feels like you know came in came in thinking like all right if this is the end i'm gonna really really give it my all you know what i mean no i would definitely agree that uh the way it's written was definitely that this was anticipating it being the fin- the final. This was like, this was the last word we're ever going to say. I don't think it's one personally for Inoue and his career. It might be Inoue personally for Sentai or Tokusatsu in general. Mm. And, and just like, again, everybody kind of, that, that general vibe with production. I don't know if, this is any kind of personal commentary from a in that regard, though. So you, you mentioned that, actually. I mean, okay, full disclosure to anybody listening, I did not keep up with Don Brothers. I did not watch any of it. I did not get spoiled of any, anything. Literally, the, only, the most I've ever spoke about Don Brothers before today was when we went to Anime Expo on the bus, and you told me about it. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds crazy. But I'd never seen any of it. Like, literally nothing, nothing at all. So to me, it's just like... Um, so, so to me, I'm like, I, when you say like, p- were people like legitimately like thinking that this was well, it? Like this was legitimately the end? Well, or? see, the thing is, what's interesting about that is uh, initially mm-hmm. during the press conference back last year when uh, Don Brothers was actually being announced, like they actually literally did say and like, no matter what people say on like the internet or what Twitter says, like, oh no, it's BS that they said Sentai is going to be the last one. Like... Initially, due to the past years of Sentai just not doing financially well in general, uh, basically they said, it's like, yeah, no, this is going to be a make it or break it year. If this fails, this is going to be the last, this is probably going to be our last Sentai. So, like, definitely please support us in, like, watching the show and, like, in our adventures and whatnot. But in that regard, I definitely feel like it was more or less a swan song to... I think the idea of Sentai in general, or seeing like if it's a make it or break it season, and well, clearly they did well. It did financially well, um, like for like the past five years, I'd say, 
like they've done markedly better. Mm-hmm. So, because mm. like we don't we don't have the numbers, but we know that uh, it turned yeah. a profit is all we know. Like um, like for the first time back when the deluxe Oni Taijin uh, came out, like that's the first time a Sentai Robo sold out in like the first week alone, in like a long time. Damn. Mm. And the well, it also helps that like uh, oh, yeah, no sorry problem. to cut you off there, Chad. It also helps that you know Donoi Taijin was like a real toy that actually had you know posability and toy features and wasn't like a big hump of plastic. And I mean, when you've got Masami Obari saying this look shit looks tight as fuck, I mean, that's that's all you need to know about your robot toy. Because <laughs> I, I mean, let's be honest, OJ, the last like. What I, I I know I'm gonna get flack for this, but like even the last ten years of Sentai, all of the fucking mechas are just like, oh, this is just a Lego brick. It's just a big Lego brick. Well, well the problem is they also have it based around the gimmick, the limitations of the gimmick. No, that... I, I know. I'm just saying that it's like they just all look like Lego bricks. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know what you. Honestly, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's like you know you know what it looks like, Phil. Have you? Ever, I know you've done this because I I did it too. You ever make like robots out of your toy cars? That's what it look. That's what they look like. Um, yeah. They, there's no possibility there. Um, um, so to, to go back to the initial thing, it is surprising to see that this was actually going to be considered as the last one. Cause I, I mean, Jay, let's be honest. I know that we made the meme that we joked about, you know, sometimes going to be canceled. You know, we did that for like seven years or like, or more, but the fact that there was actually like, we were this close to actually getting canceled. That is kind of surprising. I won't lie. That is well. I mean, that is kind of surprising. Well, I mean, if we also think about it this way, like I, I feel like all the signs point to like either Sentai taking a break for like the time being, or either just definitely like okay, we we definitely gave it a good run for the past forty five years, or just forty six now, because like you know Sentai not bringing in the numbers. No one really watches Sentai anymore, um, at least not until this year apparently. I think, but I know like um. First and second quarter reports for, um, I guess Don Bros did say it's like, oh yeah, no, this is a this is actually the best Sentai has been in a long time, but um, what else? And then, I mean, like, let's be uh, also yeah. like the fact that Hasbro with Power Rangers initially they're not going to be relying on uh, Sentai footage for the foreseeable future? Question mark. But then again, Hasbro's Hasbro's a giant mess. Aside the aside that, <laughs> true enough. Yeah. we'll get to that when we do Hasbro. Cosmic Fury. Yeah, Hasbro really gambled on that strategy, and then they they completely fucking shot themselves their entire leg off with the shit they've been doing with D and D and Wizards of the Coast. So, uh, I have a feeling that that's gonna probably change next year. So. <laughs> Again, we'll we'll get to that when we do Cosmic well, Fury. We'll see the Q Ranger suits then. Uh, Anyways, like, no, like, uh, no we won't. About, like, oh, you know, you're right. We're gonna we're gonna go back and we're gonna do fucking five men. Well, okay, let's. Oh, well, let's also think about it this way. The suits, especially for Don Brothers, well, even more than Shinkenger, because, like, it was, you know, Power Ranger Samurai oh, 100%. was assumedly too Japanese for American audiences, but hey, they did it anyways, so that's neither here nor there. Yeah, the, the story of Momotaro is going to go over the kids' well, heads. Yeah, well, but the point I'm trying to make, though, the point I'm trying to make is the fact that if this really was going to be the last one, to be fair, I kind of wish it was. I, I think that Sentai would have been perfectly fine just ending here. I it, think it, it would have. It kind of did, because I, I, I'll say this. 
never once has a Sentai ever done this to me. And this is the first that it's done. It has actually gotten me emotional to the point where I have teared up and cried. And it's the part when uh, when Taro goes to see his dad. He goes to see Jiro in the pr in the prison dimension, and they're eating uh, and and they're eating uh, uh, and they're eating onigiri. It just it felt so final. Like they weren't saying goodbye, as in like this was like uh, an ending. This was like goodbye, as though somebody's about to die. Like this is like their last meal. And there was such a finality to it that it ma it made sense that this could have been the end to Sentai. And now that I now that I know about it, it may maybe it could have been symbolic of maybe in a way being having his swan song. I I don't know, but there was a finality to it that I don't know it was just very sad. If that makes sense. Well, I think. With that being said. We can just get into our fucking final thoughts then, huh? I think we've uh, we've kind of gone through it. We've kind of gone through everything I think we wanted to talk about. Unless, Jay, Chad, you got something else? Dawn Brothers is the worst. I hate it. Um, this this year never happened. Um, well, hey. Well, it's, it's nice knowing you guys. And a connection has been made. <laughs> all right. Well, then, Chad, you're first then. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it all. Yes. Uh, Don Tomotaro. There we go. Yes, I shall lead. I shall lead the charge, my companions, my compadres, my amigos, my tomodachis, my um. I I, I, I don't know. Anyways, we get no, it. Don't I have to say friends and like and companions in like different in many different languages. My nakama. <laughs> Anyways, actually getting to my final thoughts. I really enjoyed this season, despite, honestly, Sentai not doing it for me anymore. Like, I, I think overall, as this may, this had potential of being the potential last Sentai for a long time until Ano eventually does Shin Go Ranger, or someone does that, who even knows anymore? Or frankly, it's probably going to happen, who knows? Like, I think just overall, with that idea in mind, it's they definitely put their biggest and strongest step forward and i think that's like with both this or like both the experimental nature of both zen kaiger and also don brothers going forward it's going to set a new president for sentai but i think the real question is that since don brothers did so well as it did how is it going to, what's it going to mean for Sentai going forward? Because it's like what we've all said. It, this is the peak, this is peak Sentai. We can pack it up and go home. But I think as a show though, I liked it. I really enjoyed it uh, from week to week. Just how batshit crazy it was. And I think this is kind of like the jumpstart Sentai possibly needed. I mean, considering that Sentai also almost like died years in the past, I think the one that really comes to mind was like Oranger and also a Car Ranger and how that saved it. Um, I hope Sentai from here on out has a brighter future going forward in terms of just the stories they want to tell and ideas they want to kind of execute. But I don't think Sentai going forward can reach these levels as it did here. I mean, maybe the closest it was was probably Shinkenger, 
can I major or go Kaiger, frankly, but I don't think there anything within recent times going forward is going to reach the levels of Dawn Brothers. So, yeah. Uh, who's next? Phil! Alright, uh, so... I binged this show for the past two weeks, and it has been probably the most fun I've had with Sentai in a long, long time. Well, I shouldn't say a long time, because I liked Kira Major. Kira Major was alright, but, uh, but this, this actually made me want to keep watching the show, like, to a point where I just wanted to watch more and more of it. Hell, it got, hell, what piqued my interest was the fact that I bought Oni Taijin and Tora, and Tora, uh, uh, what's the second mech called? Well, I bought those before I, I had bought those before I even watched the show. That's how interested I was in it. And when I finally watched it, I, I fell in love with it. It's, it really is, it's a, you know, it doesn't have the most complex characters. It doesn't have the most complex of stories. But you know what? It has a story. It has enjoyable characters. It's a fun, bonkers, balls-to-the-wall ride that that I can now tell people, oh, what about, oh, would uh, you have a show to suggest? Uh, but it's like, well, I would suggest Dom Brothers, but I don't know if you're ready for it yet. Why not? Oh, you're not ready. You're not ready. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I like the stuff. Uh, I, I love the show. I need more of it. I'm so sad that it's over. Uh, and, and please, uh, Bandai, Bandai, please make the, uh, make memorial versions of Jiro stuff and we'll be good. And, uh, to, and if Toshiki Inoue is ever listening to this, I owe you five drinks for this show. Jay! Honestly, you, you guys kind of, uh, you and Chad made a very good point about it, is that I, I kind of wish this was the last Sentai. It's... <laughs> All, the characters are all fucking ridiculous and wonderful. The show itself is such a... We didn't even touch on the fact that, like, they do a pseudo Gokaiger thing where they can turn into the other characters and, like, the monsters are all themed up. Oh my gosh, that's true. Mostly because it doesn't matter. <laughs> mostly because in traditionally in way fashion, he doesn't give a shit about the toys. Um... <laughs> Yet somehow this show sold amazingly. But, you know, what a surprise is that the toys are not important because the show is fucking good. Actually, I th- that's going to be my takeaway is that I hope Toei realizes that the solution to making Sentai sell well is having the show be good and having the toys be good. But I, I kind of wish this was the, the last Sentai because, like, the characters are fucking amazing. The suits are amazing, even though they're like half CG. Even everything about this show is just amazing. It's the most completely insane, deranged, nonsense show you'll ever watch. It is. It is on a completely different level. It, it, the jokes of it being a mass hallucination are not even wrong, because it it really was just like. It's the kind of thing that you 
you have to watch with other people. Like, like watching it week by week is not the same experience. Even even like doing it like AJ did, it's it's not the same experience because like it, you have no idea what you're getting into. Being doing it fresh, you just you don't know. But fuck was I about to say? Uh, da, 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 da. no. So. I would say it's pr it's gonna be the best fucking like like in terms of quality level yeah there are definitely better made Sentai like, there are definitely like areas where I could say yeah this is particularly weak on like an objective level mm. but like everything about Don Brothers on every level combined is just so fucking batshit crazy that like it really doesn't matter what comes next. <laughs> like that was that's kind of the general consensus that a lot of my friends and I had like even before they even uh they had announced the copyright for the uh the next season like like the second we knew we were getting another sentai everybody's reaction was like it doesn't matter this show could be the most absolutely amazing show like like we could literally have decoranger like decoranger as it was made back then come out again now 100 percent identical after don brothers and it wouldn't matter because don brothers is just it's that fucking amazing that it's it's kind of destroyed sentai like you, you there's no way you can go anywhere beyond it after don brothers it's nothing compares it's I, I can't even explain it. I can't even really properly explain it, but it John Brothers is on an entirely another level and I couldn't even tell you a single thing that happens. Like on an episode to episode by basis, I couldn't tell you anything that particularly happens in the show. I watched every episode and that's why it's so fucking amazing. Before I give my final thoughts, so Jay I'm gonna yeah. be really unfair to you, and I know I am. But I'm gonna do it anyways. This or Decker Ranger right now. Fuck. Um. <laughs> gun to gun to your head. Gun to your head. Puppy on puppy over the bridge. Which is it? Uh. Fuck. God damn it. Uh... <laughs> Too late. Decker Ranger still. Oh really? I... Oh. Look. Look, it's psychic lover. Okay. 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 So, let me give my let me let me give my final thoughts on. All right. I, I'm gonna get a little I'm gonna get a little artsy fartsy with this explanation, and I'm okay with it. I don't give a fuck. So, everyone who's watched or listened to our show for any extended amount of time, know I have no fucking love loss for Sentai. I haven't liked Sentai really for years. Most of the Sentai we've done on this show have not actually that been that good. In fact, I can only say there's two good Sentai we've ever done. Like, legitimately good. That's Decoranger and Kira Major. But, but, with that being said, Don Brothers, in my eyes, it isn't a good Sentai show because putting it in the vacuum of Sentai would be a disservice to it. It's a good tokusatsu show. In fact, this is the kind of shit, dude, legitimately, that I think about when I think why I like tokusatsu. It's in the same breath as shit like Blade and, and Agito. You know, like, shit like this is the stuff that I'm like, yeah, this is why I like this. And this is why I'm never going to stop fucking watching it. 
And like Jay said, yeah, there are things in this show objectively that are stupid and bad. But, and again, this is where I get a little artsy. This show, to me, is kind of like a home-cooked meal. Yeah, no, it's not Gordon Ramsay. No, it's not going to be a five-star Michelin restaurant. Fuck no, it's not. It's Of course it's not. But it's those little imperfections. It's that little bit of too much salt or... Maybe it's a little maybe it's a little too oily. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But you know what? You can't not say that this was made with anything else but all of their love. And this is a love letter to Sentai. This is a love letter from a guy who started his career really with Sentai. And if anything, this is just showing this just this just goes to show that in no way isn't a fucking idiot. Yeah, we make fun of him. Yeah, he's a crackhead, blah 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 blah. But he's not an idiot. He knows how to write shows. And in my eyes, he may have started his career with arguably the best Sentai. But if this is the end for Inoue and Tokusatsu, he ended his career on an even better one. Because this is a great show. I, I, this is one of those shows that, like, again, it's like Agito. It's like Blade. Fuck, I would, I would even go one step further. It's like Kuga. We're all like, you know what? If you want to start watching something... You know what? Fuck it. Start with this. I know that starting with Don Brothers might seem insane, but fuck it. Why not start you with the be- one of the best, right? And I got to be honest. Like, this is this is the best Sentai I've ever seen. Like, of all the ones that we've seen and all the ones that I've seen on my own, this is the best Sentai that I've ever seen, bar none. And like Jay said, like I said, like Phil said, like Chad said, if next year or this year we need to get another Sentai, I would have been perfectly fine with it. If this was the last one we ever got, I'd be okay. This, this is, I'm, I'm fine. You know what? This, this is, for all intents and purposes, a series finale. This, this is the series finale that some series finales wishes it could be. This is the last season that some last seasons wish it could be. You know, this is, this is what this is. This is just amazing. It's a, it's a great fucking show. Is it flawless? No. Is it perfect? Tell me one thing that is. This is just great. I love this show. Honestly, this is the this is going to be one of the only Sentai, really, that I can say. I'm going to go back to watch again. I'm going to tell my friends to go watch it. I, I love it. I absolutely fucking love this goddamn show. So, Inoue, like Phil said, you are an insane some bitch, but you but I'm but I owe you a couple of drinks because holy fucking shit, man, you. You know what? You know what, Jay? We may have we may have shat all over him with Kiva, but that was like fifty fucking years ago. We got fucking Don Brothers now, man. We got Don Brothers now. And you know what? He deserved it for Kiva, but he deserves Don Brothers even more. You know what, dude? It's funny though, because like I said, this, this you know, Jay. That's what I'm saying. Like this show, it shows. I know I said show twice. It shows that yeah, you know what? He can make some fuck ups. And unfortunately, a lot of the tokusatsu fan base, the modern ones, the, you know, the little babies coming in, they all think that Shoshiki Ino is a crackhead who writes rape fantasies. But this show shows that, no, there's a reason why this guy is still in business. There's a reason why this guy is still writing to this day. And that's because when the chips are fucking down and he is motivated to do so, this man can make some fucking good shit. He can make some good fucking shit. And, man, again, if this really is the last time he writes for anything Tokusatsu-based, which would be sad because I wish he would have come back for one more common Rider, 
But if this really is his, his swan song in terms of like tokusatsu, man, I, you know what, dude, you, you get your flowers for that. Also, you're a fucking Chad for putting yourself in the fucking show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That caught me really right. off guard. Uh, you know what I would love to see, to see him do if I, I don't know if we're ever going to get it. I'd love to see him do a Garo series. I'm surprised he, he did. Wait, he did? He did. Oh, that's he right. Did, well, he did. He did an episode of Makai Senki. But... Which one was that one? It was the gambling one. Oh, that yeah, one was one fucking great. Murakami in it. That one was great though. Aww. But you know what? I think you know what Phil means. He means like an entire show. Like a whole series, yeah. I, I mean, it's only twelve episodes usually. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they. It's not like they're like fifty episodes. Oh no! I just. It's also just occurring to me now. This Sentai season did not feel like a Sentai season, despite being Sentai-ish. No, it didn't. You no. know what, dude? I, I, I was remiss to say it, but you know what this kind of felt like? This felt like a kiddie version of Shogeki Goraigon. <laughs> it's, a little bit. In some ways, mm. it felt like Shogeki Goraigon, just longer and for kids. I'm like, you know, without the it, titties. It's Shanzarian too. But you need the titties for Shogeki Goraigon. Oh, Jay. Jay, if this ended the same way Shanzarian did, I would have fucking come in here and be like, nope, we're not, five minute episode, it's the best thing ever, and I would have just left. I like, <laughs> I was, I was kind of, I was trying to meme that into happening. I was trying to be like, imagine if Don Brothers just ends as the finale to a completely different show. It's just, um, it ends as King Osher. It's, it's just, um, whatchamacallit, it's a Takeshi Hagino's just fever dream, waking up from Shanzarian, like all these years later. <laughs> I, that was, that was another joke that uh I had earlier in the show is that the uh the final episode is just gonna cut to uh Akira in his office and he's just gonna shut the TV. He's like, the show is fucking stupid. That would have been the best thing ever, honestly. Well, well, well that's the thing. Toei doesn't. Well, does Toei? No, Toei doesn't own Shanzarian. Um, well, yes, they do. They do. They do. They do. No, yeah, they do. No, it's it's on freaking Toei Tokusatsu World on their YouTube channel. I for some reason I thought that I thought it was Sega who owned it. I don't remember. I don't. I guess they co-produced. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? Then that would have been great. Just just fucking Akira just coming in. Man, this is dumb fucking. No, it's like actually like a time skip, like a time backwards, like the nineties. It's like man, the future <laughs> looks fucking stupid. What the fuck was that, like... bro? <laughs> no, you know what, Jay? You know what would made that even better? More of a mind fuck. It's Akira from the finale of Shanzarian. <laughs> We'd be like, whoa, dude. Holy fuck. Uh, now it's getting too meta. Oh, we have to go even more meta. Um, And then outside, and outside you just see Mari. Uh, no, not Mari. Fucking what's her name from Ryuki falling out of a window? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. The, the, sis, the fucking sister fucking falling out the window. Um, But anyways, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it, guys. Don Brothers is the greatest Sentai ever, and if you disagree, you're a big stupid pee pee. I'm sorry, I still like Shinkenger better, sir. Well, you know what? Shinkenger is shit Kenger. You dare say that? And Decker Ranger is Dookie Ranger. There you go. There you go. All your Sentais are not as good as Don Brothers. Yeah, we're taking your ass when you get to this. LA at some point. That's fine. That's How could you say anything better at Shinkenger of all the of all of them? You know, it's funny. I mean, I. I think you guys know this. I've never actually seen Shinkenger. Shinkenger's my favorite, yeah. dude. Well, I've never seen it. I'm. Well, you know what? I say that now. We're probably gonna get it like next time we do the wheel. Uh, Don Brother, Don Brothers is now like made a th- made a three way tie with Decker Ranger and Shinkenger as my fi- as my number one. Oh no, D- Don Brothers is my number one, hundred percent. Like it's like 
Decker Rangers is definitely number two, but it's a distant number two. It's like uh, it's like three miles away from Don Brothers. Because Don, it's like Chad said, Don Brothers is not. It doesn't feel like Sentai. It just feels like Toshiki Inoue is like, hey, you want a Tokusatsu show? I'll give you a fucking Tokusatsu show. Well, you know what? I don't know how I'm... I didn't like this yeah, ripoff of Gokaiger. God, it didn't do enough <laughs> team changes. Gokaiger is overrated as fuck and not as good as people think it is. Anyways, so with that being said, uh, next week is Mystic Knights of Eggnog. Uh, Jay is watching that. Thank you, Jay. I uh, hope you're having fun with that. Yeah. You see, look, look how happy he is. Uh, it can't be that bad, can it? Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. Well, I'm not gonna say anything. He's sifting through the shit to give us what we need. That's. Uh, uh, what you guys need is just fucking watch the show and not have me do it. Well, you 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 fucking volunteered for this. And I, I, I was about to say that. You guys know you were going to make me do it anyways, even if I didn't. Were we? No. Were we? No. Were we? Yes. Were we? No. Yes. I would have just, Chad, I would have just used the wiki, here. honestly. <laughs> I would have just used the wiki. No, to be honest. A what fucking you know wiki? What? There's a Wikipedia page to for this. To be honest, Jay, I haven't started it yet, but I was going to start it. Likewise, no one put you up to this. Just like how no one put me up to watching like all of Ninja and it's like extra material. So in this case, it's like, I, I get where you're coming from, but also at the same time, this is not my fault. For the other two... I, w- I never said it was your fault. I'm okay. blaming oh, yeah, AJ, because no. he's the late... Oh, yeah, no, that, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to blame the guy who, who watched Don Brothers within two days? Yes. I you still don't know how you have to watch it within two days, you fucking jackass. Well, I did. Yeah, I still don't know how he did that, and I started two weeks ago. It's called just, it's called literally just watching it through the entire night. I actually, I don't know how I did it, to be fair, Phil. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't even skip anything. I legit did not skip a single fucking thing. Except for the opening, because that thing is way too catchy. I'm honestly surprised that you actually watched the mecha fights, considering you never did. No, no. I know. companions. I think we should. Damn it, you know what, you know what we didn't even mention? Is that the mecha fights are just so weird in this show. The mecha fights are weird in this show. They're not even usually like big mecha okay. fights. They're like sometimes on the fucking ground. Well, let's just be real. The mecha fights took place in the same place a superhuman cyber squad took place. Oh, you know what? That would have been such a fucking badass meta moment. Oh, if Gridman had come in and, gr- and the Gridman theme was playing, I, w- oh, I, w- I would have probably pissed my so, pants. So, yes, next time it's Mrs. Nike of Abedigabuda uh, Digidanabuda. That's Jay. I want to find. It's late yeah. over here, and it's only like adult. it's only like one in the morning. Uh, that's Phil. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to watch Ginga Man now after watching Dawn Brothers. Why would you want to watch Ginga Man? That shit's boring as fuck. I watch Kuga. I I yeah right. I I also have the I also have the one for Gingaman as well. I uh, yeah. Well, Chad, yeah. look, he already took seven years to watch Blaze. He's probably gonna take ten to watch Kuga. That's fair. You know what? Fuck. And I'm that's Chad. Kuga. All right, companions. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Don Tomotaro. Did Did it take you a while to come up with that one, Chad? No. <laughs> it's a festival. Well, with that being said. We'll see you for eggnog someday. Bye. Thank you.